0: and counting. Now I'm recording on my end. I apologize. So I'm, I'm the always fucking looking skunk. down at you. <laughs> Bonus
1: for the video, folks.
2: Bonus Tomahawk. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. They can't all be winners. Oh, shit! What? what? Oh, wait. Actually, that's plus one. I was looking at my October watches also to see, but I forgot I didn't add one movie because it's not on Letterbox. so... But. Faith
1: plus one. Interesting. Okay, well, here we are, show 124. Hello. Hello. It's it's November 1st. It's usually a pretty fucking depressing day. It's the next morning. It's early. But I, I don't feel so depressed. I'm happy to be here, so,
3: you know.
2: I'm depressed because I am here. <laughs> Other than that, I feel great. <laughs>
1: okay, B, what was the movie? What was the movie that wasn't on Letterboxd?
2: Uh, it's a 2020 called The Crumbs.
1: The Crumbs? You're a fucking crumb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Crumbs?
0: Was it good?
2: It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: well, a name like
1: Crumbs, of course it's shitty. What were you expecting? It's not about Killer Crumbs, is it?
2: No, it's not about Killer Crumbs. It's about killer <laughs> member berries. <laughs> oh, my Lord.
0: So how many movies did you end up getting watched in, uh... In the month of October, then? 71. But cool. you said the last show, or maybe it was offline, I can't remember, you said that a lot of those were new watches. Uh, yeah, I would say probably
2: 60 of those were new watches. Holy shit.
0: Holy shit. Man, <laughs>
2: I'm going for my 2020 record this year. For my new watch record this year. Wow,
0: man. I watched 79 movies in October, <laughs> and oh, none well, of them were definitely- new. Not one new movie. Glad to see you taking the show seriously. (laughs) Not (laughs) one new movie. Uh, 79, I'm mad that I didn't get Halloween 2018, Pumpkin, etc. Pumpkin, etc. Pumpkin pumpkin explosion is what I meant to say, etc. As my 80th watch, but I didn't. I'm kind of glad you
2: didn't, because 79 sounds awful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds eight better than you. What? What's pumpkin explosion. Well, just so many pumpkins on the on the veranda or whatever. You know, his probable 2000 Halloween 2018.
2: Meanwhile, everybody's coming out <laughs> of the woodwork talking about how they dislike this movie. Now, i was like, "Where were you guys 2 years ago when I said this movie isn't that good?" Oh, now, boy. Like, uh, you know why? Oh, it.
0: It's I know. because I'm... as we know, most people are assholes. And they don't know <laughs> what they like. And I, I still stand by it. I like the movie. It's fun. Want, it's fucking to... better like a like you want I a said, better movie watch the crumbs. Yeah, whatever. It's much better it's than H two blow and resurrect them. Seven out of ten.
1: I've come down a little bit more on. The, uh, I I really don't like the third act now. And the reason I'm saying this is because we recorded a review for Banana Laser, as a matter of fact. Um, What's and that? so busy he didn't even get it out. We, we we finished our Halloween retro. We recorded it like early in the month. Hasn't dropped yet. So by the time it comes out, it is what it is. But I stressed on that show that my biggest problem with the movie was the third act and well, the climax specifically where Michael is the hunted, not the hunter. It's three on one and she's chasing him around and there's literally no fucking suspense. I'm like, and, and, and throughout the whole movie, there's no stalk and slash and nobody is ever alone. That is the problem. Not, and I'm not singling out Halloween, 2018. I'm sing, I'm singling out, I'm lumping it in with modern slashers period. This is what is is sorely lacked. And I didn't realize it until I watched it this time. I'm like there's no fucking stalk and slash. There's there's no there's no suspense and when you have a great chance for it in a movie like this, Michael becomes the hunted. As soon as he gets in the house, it's all about her finding him. What in the moment do you see the final girl looking for the fucking killer?
0: It's I, I, I like I liked the little take they did on that. I like the Rooney. The downfall is if they give you the same damn thing again, we're not going to be happy either because they're going to like to do nothing new. We're, that's we're why over you, here. What? We're over here. Yeah. I'm no, looking I, over here. Okay. I, yeah. I like, <laughs> that's a lame critique. I'm sick of looking at you guys. It's been fucking <laughs> 120 fucking porn shows. I don't, I want to look over here now. <laughs> Do the whole show look
3: at that.
2: If I can you put your microphone for Hitchcock? And, <laughs> you put your mic next to goosebumps and turn completely around. Perfect. <laughs> 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 what is he fucking
1: Maynard Keenan? He's like, <laughs> back to the crowd <laughs> Nice. <laughs> looking like Rob G when he turned around. Oh
0: back. fuck that guy. Whatever happened what? to
1: him <laughs> We'll be back. He'll be back with a vengeance, I'm sure. Everybody will embrace him again. They'll love him because they love his show, but um, whatever. Speaking of Halloween 2018, I have a comment here. In this, okay, this is this is actually good here. This since you were talking about Brandon and everything else <laughs> and everybody, Brandon coming around and Brandon saying everybody else came around and shit on the movie. I just yesterday on our YouTube, I got this comment from someone going by the name of Sad Cat Jason. Okay. Uh, okay. And this is what he says. Halloween 2018 was an absolute masterpiece. That's <laughs> so far, I know. As slashers slash horror flicks go, or at least an almost, at least an almost is minus the Sartain subplot. Brandon is out of his freaking mind on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, I movies are guy. subjective, but I can't respect his take at all. That he placed it at the bottom of the Halloween flicks is just flat-out ludicrous, even unforgivable. His views betray his lack of credibility as a horror podcaster. (laughs) (laughs) That said, I'm sure he's a decent dude, pays his taxes, and doesn't kick his dog. Good for him. Come on.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to kick my dog, but if I ever meet you, I'm going to kick the shit out of your fucking dog. I, do feel, sack, Jason.
0: I feel kind of <laughs> bad because I will say this. The only time I see the YouTube comments is when I'm uploading a new podcast and I notice that there's that little icon uh, up at the top of Unread Things. That's unfair to Brandon because uh, I think that's the first time you've been shit on that thing. There's a guy that hated my take on Friday the 13th or something else. He called me. It I was on there. I don't know if it's still there, though, too. He pretty much called me an asshole, which I am. I just no, don't yeah, like to I mean, be called out something. on it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> facts. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's be exactly.
0: <laughs> like, think outside the box, you prick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: My credibility is rude. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll look
1: it. I understand what he, why he's beefing because Brandon putting it all the way at the bottom. The worst Halloween movie. I, that is a little bit. Come on. You, do you really think it's that bad? It's worse than Halloween five. And no, Resurrection. Resurrection is the
0: absolute res- bottom
2: I'll rung. A, I'll take Resurrection. I'll take Busta.
1: Really? I, I in try all to seriousness, watch it again. Ugh. You think that Halloween 2018 is the worst in the franchise still? No.
2: Okay. No. no. I don't know if you. It it th- I, uh, I think I gave it like a five and a half, six? Huh. Five and a this half. I think
1: said you put it at the bottom. So I thought maybe you rated it. I might
0: have put it at the bottom. That might have been for shock value or something. It was. It was. Li- not- I think it was listed at the. like. Close to the bottom, I think. I think that was the whole argument we were going between resurrection and that. And I was thinking you're out of your crazy mind. <laughs> Sackhead is right in that regard, Ball but back. you do have credibility. But that that review, yeah, you just you like, and we all do it. I mean, I there's some movies, there's one movie tonight I've watched a movie probably five times, but I'm still not sure I really like it all that much. Interesting. And so okay. we'll get to it later. Wow. The dead zone. I'm I'm joking. It's not the dead zone. <laughs> Of course, not.
1: it's Cronenberg. You're not coming down. You're no. only going down on
0: Cronenberg. No, and, and and that that okay. I'll, I'll shoot. if that was directed by somebody else, I'd still love that movie. It has nothing to do, the Cronenberg thing. Is just an added bonus to it for me, because it's it's, it's his most least Cronenbergian film. Cronenberg,
1: <laughs> you're right. I will meet you on that. You're <laughs> you're right.
0: It your credibility's ruined. Ruined. <laughs> as is Pay the your day.
2: taxes and kick your fucking dog.
0: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Tell us I, what
1: this tell past me. month. I, my number's 39, by the way, nothing, nothing special. Uh, but I, I, I have had a real change of heart on a lot of movies that I've seen many times before this past, uh, this October. It's just happened. Like I watched Halloween four, for example, and I came up a little on it. I realized that the first time we did it on the show, Because everybody everybody blows the movie, I kind of came in loaded up with ammo, ready for people to listen to the show and say, hey, you know what, this movie isn't as good as everybody saying it is. So I kind of tried extra hard to shit on it. Watching it now, there are a few things I can't, granted the things that are stupid are still stupid, but I did figure one thing out. The reason the guy was in the back of the car, Michael that is, is because he was hiding in the back of the car. There was a reason for him to be hiding in the back of that cop car. He was at that house, and he was going to probably kill that cop. Either way, there was a couple of things I excused this time watching it, and I brought it up to like a six, where once upon a time I was at a five. I'll give it a six now. I came up a little bit. Um, uh, Brandon's favorite movie, uh, The New Blood, I came up on it. It's now a six for me. Matter of fact, I have part six, part seven. <laughs> Part six, part seven, and Jason X all rated the same. I, I, that's just the way I feel about them all. I, I did not budge. Thanks, JP. I wanted to. I wanted to Big budge. Friday on eight and, nine. Boys? <laughs> well, and I'll say this about the remake and Freddy vs. Jason, I went up a little bit too. I went up a little bit. And, and Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, and the remake i will tell you this if if the remake was not a friday the 13th movie if in other words if they just made a movie and they just made some other backstory up you know the, the kids are there at the beginning oh there, there's been murders here twice in this area and you know just put a different spin on the story and they had the exact same movie and it not be jason not be friday i think people
0: for, yeah i agree I a, a know lot what of you think. yeah blowing it
1: they'd say oh what a slasher we haven't seen a yeah. slasher like this in years etc so again i'm not coming too high on it but i'm just having these realizations watching that and, and other movies i, I watched trick-or-treat yesterday and i'll tell you what uh, man i think now it is my favorite movie of the 2000 of, of, that, of that of that 2000 to 2009
0: uh, of that time. Trick, i, I really treat or or is, is awesome it, it, it is it's really it's a fun. lot of fun yeah and it's short 20 an hour and 22 minutes done. Actually, it's just Dude, 22
1: minutes. This hour <laughs> has amazing. 22? Well, we did, we did the Teapot Summer Series, and on that thing you take two movies from each year. It didn't even make the final cut because Martyrs, and I forgot the other one, were oh, there that two. year. So, at the end of the day, there was a question that Duncan posed to us. that well, if you would have been on that show, would you have chosen Martyrs or Trick or Treat? And believe it or not, I fucking picked Trick or Treat. I, I, I was in the minority. And I also picked overall my number one movie of the of the whole two thousands was Let the Right Win in, and it ended up being number one by
2: the vote. I would of have chosen not to be on the show.
1: <laughs> I tried to get you on
0: the show. You want no part of it. What can I say? You're missing out. It's fun. Man. I it's fun. I I respect Brandon for that. He's unlike Sackhead Jason. He's got my respect. <laughs> Good move. I we're that's like he's from the UK, right? Duncan, that's way yeah, too close to Finland for my likings. So it's <laughs> out of the running for anything that I want to be involved with.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: man.
1: But, man, I tell
0: you, I had
1: a real, uh, watching these movies, I had a different perspective on some of them, and it was nice. Like, I I, I didn't, I, I don't think I went down on anything. Everything was just mostly positive. I don't think I saw anything and said, oh, I don't like it as red. much as me. <laughs>
2: <the>, Glad, <laughs> Glad yeah. Christian's, uh... Getting ready for the 2020 year, and let me guess—you watched the uh, Last American Version for the 800th time of the year
0: earlier this year. Yes, uh, earlier this year. Oh, year. I watched Borat. Does that count as a 2020 watch for the horror show? It was great, but it's—it's. It's, I talked about that last show. Listen, most of them were horror films, other than t- well, though no, the Perbs I consider is fringe. I guess you can, and it was Borat, the sequel. Everything else was horror, and You're it was correct. a lot of fun. I- I mean, cringe. And I will tell you this, Dave, funny enough, I watched Halloween 4, and I've always really enjoyed it. It's always been one of my fave sequels, and I didn't enjoy it as much this time as I usually do. But it's just familiarity and whatnot. It's still enjoyable, and it's another one that if it wasn't part of the Halloween franchise, and you pop somebody else in wearing a mask, and it was a standalone slasher, I think a lot of people would have been blowing it because it checks off really? enough uh, checks off enough boxes to to be a good slasher. I think out of the the Halloween uh empire <laughs> that it's uh then maybe it's could be frowned down upon because I know it's equally loved and hated. It's another one kind of like 2018 now. It seems to have that decisive nature to it. Like
2: It's like Christian's podcasting. Yeah. Equally <laughs> loved and hated. That's fine. What are you, what are you juggling a ball sack Jason here?
0: <laughs> it's just like this podcast. It's just like any podcast. It's just like anything. It's like, that's the problem. <laughs> we have to deal with people's opinions. This would yeah, be great yeah, if I didn't yeah. have to worry about people. <laughs> yeah what they had to say.
3: Yeah. Well, I'll
0: t- rewatching
1: movies. Re-watching movies is, is you just have different experiences. Like Halloween 2018, the more I watch it, the more it comes down. Am I happy about it? No, that's just the truth. And you speak of you know familiarity with movies. This is what I noticed last night. That I do sometimes get in that lull when I've seen a movie way too much. I still love it, but I, I, it isn't like even like Friday the Thirteenth specifically part one because there's a little bit more downtime. And I'm not knocking. I still I love it still. But I this is what I noticed last night as I'm watching Halloween and why, it's I hold it so high. Halloween is the one movie that I can put it in and I don't. To me there's zero downtime and there's zero time I'm not engaged. I don't know what it is, but to me it's perfectly paced. Everything about Halloween nineteen seventy eight, it might be the only movie where no matter how many times I watch it, I not one thing changes as far as, you know, me checking out at any time during the movie. It's so weird. I
0: can't but... I can't agree with that. I still love it. It's still a ten out of the ten. <laughs> I still think Friday thirteenth is a better slasher film, but I mean Halloween's a better made movie. But there's there having seen it. So many fucking times now. There are a lot of crazy, f- fucking things. I was actually uh, um, texting back with Chris A.K. Scott last night uh, a little bit. And How's he was, been, man? I haven't talked to him in so long. It's funny. You, he seems to be great, and he was just watching his favorite movies. He was doing, I think, the Halloween one and two back to back. And then what we were talking about is he's like, I never noticed how like it's light outside because I do get that timing weird because when that was made, that was back in daylight saving time before Halloween not either the night of or the week after. It was always the week before Halloween, the Saturday before. So it was dark pretty much at 5, 5.15, I guess depending where you are. But right. typically, generally speaking, in our area, where Illinois, Haddonfield, that would have been pretty much dark. They're out, they're driving, they're smoking the joint. I had this problem, right? They go to the, the, the store to see the dad, the alarm's still going up and ringing for, I guess, 24 hours. You know, all those little problems that you realize – are in the movie after seeing it so many fucking times. It's bright daylight. It then turns to dusk as they're driving, in, and it's pitch black when they get to the house. Yet Donald Pleasants is hovering around Michael's house waiting, because remember, it's like, Lord, hey get your ass away from there, and all that stuff. Then he just sort of <laughs> happens to hike around the corner and see them <laughs> at the fucking house nonchalantly. Just like It's oh, such a I, mistake. I, I see a some screaming mistake. there. Hey. <laughs> That's so weird. that you just threw that in. It's kind of cool, the matter of fact nature. Like, oh my god, he was right here the whole fucking time. But where were Lori and Annie driving? Because she walked to that house. Hour. Exactly. For an hour. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. The time
1: frame and the. They were getting high. That's what I, I. This is what we talked about when we. Did I know. I. I don't. I don't yeah. think it's enough. They were cruising around, blazing. That's what you do. You know what I mean? There's nowhere else to go. You get high in a car. You could either park the car and find a safe place to park and smoke a joint and fucking laugh for an hour. Or you can just continue to drive. Seems more reasonable to me. I'll
2: go with that theory only because you wouldn't babysit, really, for somebody. You wouldn't know somebody and babysit for them who lives 40 minutes away.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't expect it it to be 40 minutes away. I expect it to be in town. But it, it literally, he walks around the corner to get and see the screaming kids. Like, it's just a bizarre, a bizarre thing. I never put that part
1: together as far as, like, the vicinity of where the house is and where he is and everything else. And they
0: don't expect you to. They really don't. Like, that's the thing. When they make the movie, they're doing a thrill ride, and they don't expect that Like 40 years later, 42 years later, that we're going to be nitpicking at every fucking inconsistency. Because that's, that's really the reality of it's a movie. It is just let's a movie. Just,
2: let's just chalk it up to sloppy filmmaking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets on himself for creating Michael as his brother, as Laurie, or sister, and the sister-brother relationship in part two. What about just being around the fucking corner in part one? <laughs> Did a six-pack write that, Carpenter?
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll adopt the baby. We'll take her. Where do you live? Oh, two doors down. <laughs> yeah, bring her bring her two doors down. That, that'll that keep
0: Woo. her safe. As long as they don't have to give cash money to get this baby, I'm in. Hike <laughs> her on over.
1: You're saying that the Myers house is two doors down from the Strode house? Every, every house
3: is two doors well, down. No, we see
1: where the fuck it she is. Walked, no, she walked the... to it. She walked to you know, it to drop off the key on the way to school in the morning, and took a different, uh, different route than she normally takes. Because that's Tommy even asks her, "How come you're going this way?" She goes, "I have to go around the block over here to drop off a key at the Myers
0: house." You're forty minutes so, away from home,
1: <laughs> but it's at least a few blocks away. Okay, so well, it, it's not like it's across. You you're making it sound like it's fucking.
0: You which, know, I could throw a rock in here. Then Donald Pleasant's just happenstance coming across it is even more ludicrous later, because he sees the car. And then he still, like, has to kind of, well, oh, there's some screaming kids. That must be it. <laughs> Maybe he's
1: walking around the neighborhood. Maybe
0: yeah, he, 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 no, he is walking position. around the neighborhood. But it is, it is a bit ridiculous. It Does not change my opinion of the movie? No, but you can argue until you're blue in the balls about anything.
3: Success. There's some yeah, problems
0: I there.
1: I don't think that's a problem, because why wouldn't he just be walking around the area, walking the two, three city blocks close to Michael's house in either direction?
0: Because they needed the to end why the movie, we- and he had the gun. <laughs> because <laughs> of why? He just shows up. He really just shows up. The kids come screaming, and they literally cut to him like... Yeah, I know. Of <laughs> visuals for the video first, game.
1: <laughs> first, he sees the car. So he's yes. walking around the neighborhood for a couple hours. He probably stays at the Myers house for a couple hours. Then he starts, then he sees nobody's there, he starts venturing a little bit in different directions, talks to the cops, does his thing. Then he sees the car. Now, because he sees the car, now he has a vested interest in this particular block. So now he's on that particular block, and it, it, the kids run out. To me, it's okay. It's not enough of an issue that it's worth the nitpick. That's all okay. I'm saying. It's, how what about are you to do?
2: Off? Knock my block off.
0: <laughs> Killer clowns from of outer space. Uh, what I wanna know is why then is Tommy and Lindsay actually Lindsay's not in a costume, right? Tommy's in the costume. Right. When did he go trick-or-treating? Earlier. Yeah, and I'll tell
1: you why. Because mm-hmm. he
2: had a state <laughs> oh, hanging out his
1: ass. Every time in these
0: movies they trick-or-treat when it's daylight, have you I don't know, maybe it's different in the States. Never in the history of trick-or-treating, other than when they switched daylight saving. To be the week after, like what, ten years ago, whatever. Uh, it's been a little bit light out when the little kids come out, but usually There's kids been... wait till 6, six thirty, seven o'clock. Then they come and they they that hit the won. ground, boom. But where I'm going with it is like it, 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 it's so weird. But then all the Halloween movies, like Trick or Treat, like it's bright daylight, and I would be like, get the fuck off my porch. <laughs>
1: No, that's when I want them to come. For example, like last night. Trick-or-treating here where I live in Wheatfield is between four and eight, which is crazy because my brother oh, is weird. uh is six to eight and my mother's is five thirty to seven thirty before I am for whatever reason. It's four fucking hours. And let me tell you last night wow. I ran out of I ran out of candy by fucking six thirty. And luckily that's when it was starting to get dark. So it wasn't so bad I had to close the doors. It sucked, but I wasn't I wasn't gonna over prepare if I, I still had a hundred kids. I usually have like two hundred. So Dude, it was still fucking Halloween. That's when now. you
2: put out the empty bowl and put a sign that says, "Please take one."
1: Yeah, no, you can't. Or, or, you or fuck with off.
2: <laughs> no, with the empty you bowl. Can't have,
1: you can't have a bunch of hands going in the same bowl. That defeats the whole fucking being safe for COVID. There's a way you have to do it. You got to put a mask on and gloves. Step outside your house. Have them bags, and then take the candy out and put them in the bags. And there's no contact with nobody.
2: I had a mask on each <laughs> chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So what I'm getting at is I expect the three of us all us get the tears. action early. I expect all the action early during the day, especially with the, the little kids. So like, even when Lori comes home, when you she's just getting home from school, she sees trick-or-treaters right next yeah, to her. Ridiculous. She's not babysitting for another <laughs> couple hours. So theoretically, that's when Tommy would be babysit, babysitting. That's when Tommy would be trick-or-treating if he's going to go. It's early before Lori gets there because the parents are going out. So he's not expecting... If the parents are going out, that means Tommy and Lindsay, both of their parents are going out. we got to trick-or-treat early because mommy and daddy are going out. So who's going to take your trick-or-treating? Not your fucking babysitter. You know what I mean? We're going to carve a pumpkin instead and watch movies. So you know what I'm saying? Daylight is the time. Like When it starts getting right. dark here, that's the fu- I, But listen, I'll meet you halfway. When I was a kid, a lot of my memories are trick-or-treating at night.
0: It's not dated. 6 to 8.30, that was the range. And it was dark because you had set the clocks back the week before. So it usually got dark, like I said, at about 5.15 range. Uh, and so then you'd have dinner, and about 6 o'clock, that was the time frame that was kind of deemed acceptable to start going out.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's fine. It doesn't bother me about this movie. That's
2: all I'm saying. It's not a... oh, this I hear what you're saying. I always trick-or-treated right after school. Really? Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy fuck. Well, see, there you go. I gotta be in bed early. <laughs> I gotta get my 12 <laughs> hours.
1: Well. Holy are we shit. gonna move on to
2: the fucking box set now? I mean, we gotta do the box set.
1: <laughs> we already talked no, about the box set. No, the
2: box set. Talk about it. Did you, did you watch yours? No. So well, how
3: are we 20... gonna move on to it?
2: I don't know. I just feel like every show we talk about, it, so
0: isn't that this part of a segment now?
1: Could you... There's more to say. I'll tell you that. There is yeah. more to say. I mean, how much can I say? Right I feel now. bad
0: because we didn't answer a lot of the questions the other uh, time, too. We to have to- three movies to fucking talk about as well.
2: Yeah, we were supposed to do the questions this show. We're going to. We're going we'll to. We'll do them in between each movie.
0: Okay,
1: that's what we'll do.
2: And I'll tell you right
1: quick before we do that, I have watched 40 movies this year for 2020. 40. 40. My plan was 52. I'm feeling good. I'm 38. How am out I 40. ahead
0: of you. Huh? I'm ahead of you. How is that possible now? 40 is not a big number. He's doing <laughs> one a week. Yep. 44. Kind of, yeah. I'm, only, I'm only four ahead of you, but I'm ahead of you.
1: And how many are seven or higher? How many give you get a passing, grade, oh, I, a passing I haven't, grade I haven't figured
0: that part out yet.
1: Okay. See, Brandon mentioned a couple last week, and I didn't write them down, but I know one of them had a, had a, a one-word title to it. I forgot what it was. I think I might start with an R. I don't know. Either way, I I, I do have more on my list. And we don't have time to get into it. Maybe at the end of the show, if we have time.
2: But... I've watched too many this year, but I'm going for my record. So I only have, I only have a bu- a, like 40 more to go
0: and then I'm done for the year. Holy Fuck.
1: Wait, you're going to stop at what?
0: 200.
2: Holy fuck,
0: holy really? shit. What are you in a competition with Heather and Scott?
2: Well, Heather
0: and used Martin to make Vito. fun of my number.
2: Heather made fun of my numbers
0: being low and she was
2: like 60 movies ahead of me at that point. Well, you know why like, though? Look at that four that point they...
1: Heather's at that point that we were at five years ago. Now we're seasoned and we've learned not to fucking do that to ourselves.
2: I know, but the challenge is thrown down. She's like, oh, that's that's cute. Your numbers are cute. I'm like, that's it. Now I have to beat you. I don't (laughs) want
0: to. I must destroy you.
2: now I'm only like eight movies behind it, where I was like 60 behind her like three weeks ago. <laughs> it's yeah.
1: quantity, not quantity, man. That's what it's all about. I mean,
2: quality, not quantity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. quantity, not quality. <laughs>
2: I need this coffee. See, I'm fucking
0: burnt.
2: Is oh it piping God.
0: hot?
2: Yeah. It is. Test, test it on the cat. Let's see. <laughs> Let's
0: see if I can drink it. Ice <laughs> is going <laughs> to break. It's, it's hot my favorite line coffee. of the fucking night.
1: Mama Mia. I st- I have thirty movies in my fucking list here. I'm not even gonna get to them all because I'm not going to watch them all. I'm just not gonna, you know. I'm not I'm not taking a chance. I want to watch quality. I, I I don't want. I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to watch a movie and say, eh, it was okay. I just don't want to. Everything I want to watch, I want. i I know everything's not gonna be wow. It blew me away. I know that. I'm not ignorant, but I'm saying I don't want to see. Well, it's an okay to movie to watch or rent one night if you you know if you're in the mood. No. When I uh, if I'm gonna set aside ninety minutes of my time, I want it to be time well spent. I want it. I want it to be. You know, it's. I don't know if that makes Hey Ballsack!
3: Hey
2: ball sack. Do you believe this is coming from the guy who just watched Halloween 2018? i Ballsack. Who's Ballsack?
0: What's his name? Oh, oh, oh,
2: Ballsack. Ballsack.
0: He's never gonna hear it either because he's just a he's just a YouTube guy.
2: Oh, you two guys, they're the worst. You know who they remind me of? Jason Smith. <laughs> I love Jason oh, Smith. Jason, a... I love it, man. I yeah. love it. This he's movie. How come nobody's talking about this movie? Because Netflix literally put it out 13 seconds ago, you fucking yeah. prick. You're watching it already. Yeah. It literally it waits for it. That job He's like, why is nobody talking about it?
0: Does it literally, when it says dropping at, like, on, a, like, on November 3rd? Does it drop at 12 a.m. November 3rd?
2: I don't think so. Because not, he says he stays Eastern up to time. watch it. Maybe it's Western time. Maybe it's uh, West Coast time. Maybe it drops at like 3 a.m. our time. Because I've checked sometimes because I've been up at like midnight. And it hasn't been on. But yet the next morning, Jason's got a 40-minute review on it. And he's <laughs> like, why yeah. is nobody talking about this? Because it he dropped in the middle of the night, you fucking prick. You finished prick.
3: <laughs> you, you Marco. <laughs>
2: awesome i'll
1: tell you what we only Just... have like a dozen more questions so
2: uh, we, should do, we, should do, we should do them in between reviews do a okay. review do yeah. some
0: questions do
2: another review do some questions
3: wait do it's, it's yeah.
0: 12 questions we divide it by two hmm brandon you want to handle that math
2: uh that would be 26 <laughs> questions <Yeah. every laughs> <second. Yeah.
0: laughs> do we want to start with a movie here or what a why
2: you guys, have a preference for what movie we start with? Start
0: with what you pick. Yeah, go for Skunk's it. Skunk's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Skunks and crumbs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> By yeah the don't way, watch crumb.
2: Don't watch the crumb.
1: I Let don't. Let me know. ask you about crumb. Do you know anybody that uses that as a derogatory term? Like that guy's a fucking crumb. Because that my father's done that all his life. A crumb.
0: You do the rest of the podcast he, like this.
1: Ah, oh, wow, wow, that, wow that's
3: no.
0: crazy
1: Wow, you look like Anton Lavey. Oh, Perfect.
0: Shit.
1: Yeah. What crumb? Is that something you guys are familiar with? Crumb?
2: I'm, I'm familiar crumb? with the term. I won't say I've never heard of it. Like cock of the walk, I've heard. You know, somebody say oh, he's a real crumb. But oh, it's like scumb. It, a... it really kind yeah, of is. It's like oh, not I don't hear it. I don't hear it anymore. I feel like it's an old school thing.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna bring it back. I think.
2: I feel oh. like your dad saying it makes sense. I feel like it would be an, an old Whole... school thing. That's cool though.
0: Speaking of your dad, I don't know what happened this week. But Maestro Fresh Crème West, whatever, <laughs> was in the news like twice. If Good thing. I think it was some supportive oh. thing and he's coming back, like something good. But he came yes. up in the news twice. I'm like, yes, he's back. Wow. And maybe your dad can finally see him in him. concert. <laughs> <laughs> Get him on the phone. He's I do if he had Fresh the
3: news, I would. If I could
1: West. say, hey, did you see that, that, that uh, Fresh West is in the news? And he not see his take on it, you know? The he's a Trump fast. supporter.
2: How can you be back when you've never been here? (laughs) Who the (laughs) fuck is this guy? Never heard of him in my life. If he fell on on me and said, I'm Creme Fresh West, I still wouldn't know who it was.
0: Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) Creme (laughs) Fresh. Is it
2: fresh creme or creme
1: fresh, the real thing I'm talking about? The real
2: thing is creme fresh, I think.
3: Creme fresh?
2: Yeah, I think it's like a... It's like a, like a cream, like almost like a sour cream type stuff that they add to to things to
0: uh, is like it a thing? I don't know what creme fraiche is.
3: Okay, that's alright. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What movie did you pick, you think?
2: I picked 1988's <laughs> Waxwork, because I really want to talk Work. about this. Although I really want to talk about all three. But uh, let's start with 1988's See, Waxwork, written and directed by Anthony Hickox. A wax museum owner uses his horror exhibits to unleash evil on the world. And let me guess, Christian, this is the film you're not sure whether you like or not, right? Yep. Yeah, and you know what? I really like this film. I just think there was one thing that's keeping this from being an absolute classic. And that is that the comedy in this movie just does not work for me. No,
0: it, it doesn't. it It's really bad. And I'm, you know, I usually like, uh, oh, except for ghoulies go to college. I like comedy horror.
2: Like, I, sure. I love horror comedy, but, but this falls, is just. It f- falls,
0: the timing's off.
2: Ev- everything that's not comedy in this, the gore, the kills, the sets are fucking awesome. And I'm just like, take out
0: the comedy and the goofiness and just. And make some likable characters. The characters are actually kind of bratty and shitty too, for the most part. I, I mean, I, but that's it. I'm, I've always, I've watched this movie a lot. Every time I get some mild enjoyment from it, but I don't love it. I feel like I should love it. And I'm I didn't get a it. chance to watch Waxwork. <laughs> I feel like I should love it, Brandon. I've, <laughs> I was making love. <laughs> uh, I feel, although I didn't get to watch Waxwork 2 again, I really wanted to. I remember enjoying that one more, but that's less horror and more comedy action with some gore.
2: Is that where they were lost in time?
0: Yes, that's when they were lost in time. <laughs> but this one, it's the pacing's a little off, the comedy's off, and some of the characters are just not likable, so I don't give a shit. It's okay to have some that are not likable to kind of like make, make it a little bit more of a variety pack, but I just find that I would not want to hang out with these kids at all.
1: Oof, I like the girls. Well, um, I like the girls. <laughs> oh, the
0: girls.
2: The girls are fucking sexy. All the women yeah. in this movie are fucking sexy. China
1: so. sexy. The oh, other one becomes God. sexy. And before she's sexy, she reminds me a hundred percent of the girl that played Alice in the Nightmare movies. There's no question. I, I had to look it up. I'm like, well, it can't be
2: her.
0: But this is that, that, that
2: was what's her name from uh, which what movie was she uh, from? Uh,
0: from uh, April Fool's Day. She was Muffy. Yeah, April Buffy Fool's or. Day.
2: Yeah,
1: Muffy. that was
0: Muffy. Yeah, yeah. slash Buffy. Wow. Slash Buffy. The
3: um. The, the thing damage. is, and I
0: think this is the. Pro- There's a great premise here. There's a great premise and a couple of great set pieces, namely the three that stand out that are um, the werewolf, the Dracula and the mummy scene. The Dracula scene's a little boring though, until it gets there. That's the only time the comedy lands a little bit.
2: Exactly the the fiance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The fiance is the oh my god! Like I'm lining up exactly with everything you're saying. That's the only part where I'm like, when he's like kind of like dying, and then he would rise up, and he's dying again. But that that effects on his leg. Oh, practical effects on his leg. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Yeah. I agree. Wow, this is weird. I'm really surprised. Now, you guys aren't going to help me at all because with my rating, because here's the weird thing. First and foremost, this is the third time I watched this movie this year. I just happened to watch it because I wanted to early in the year because I do like it, and it's been a, a little while. So I watched it this year, and I enjoyed it. And then when it came time to do the Skeleton Crew thing, this seems like a movie to me that Alex himself would like. So I brought it to the table. I'm like, Alex, you haven't seen this movie and he loves Return of the Living Dead. And to me, there's a little bit of that, that nuance that's in Return of the Living Dead that's in this. Just his group of kids. I don't know. It just seemed. And, and he's in the classic monsters and waxwork movies. So I'm like, well, I think Alex might like it. So waxwork. I brought it to the skeleton.
0: Well, he likes Vincent Price are... and those old. Okay, House oh, yeah, of Wax.
1: About wax, yeah, the House of Wax the remake, <laughs> the original Mystery of the Wax Museum. You know. Okay, <laughs> either way, name everyone, really and then okay,
0: that, that makes it a, a big subgenre. <laughs> 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 but I get you. I'm not being a dick. Yeah. Oh, it's funny.
1: I brought it to that to the table for him. So now I've watched it twice. Now this is the third time I've watched this movie in probably like six to eight months. So the problem there is. It it becomes too familiar, and this is not the kind of movie that's meant to be watched. It's it, this is more
0: the type of movie that you should watch every three to six years, not months. I, I know, so, but I agree. I know. I'd say every every five years, perfect, and it's enjoyable. He even says that on the cover. Box. <laughs> Please don't overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> to be enjoyed every three to six years.
2: <laughs>
0: watch responsibly. Yeah,
2: right. yeah. No, but see, so
1: I didn't have. I didn't know if I had a clear cut opinion on the film because it kind of went down a little bit like is it because I'm watching it too much or is it because or because it just is so I was hoping you guys would would steer me up it doesn't matter but let me say my last note on this movie this is where I'm different than you guys here I my literally my last note is this they waited until the climax to add comedy question mark what I don't consider I didn't see any comedy until the climax, and I didn't like it because they were dropping lines where they
0: didn't need to be dropped the i second sick introduced Zach. That. Zach, he's at the table with that big fat fucking fern, whatever that thing that the centerpiece in the table. And he's got to talk. Him and his mom have to talk around it, and it and it and it's in there like Jeeves. Yeah, but there's it's comedy a
1: playful humor that slasher stuff.
0: It's Jenkins, regular... not Jeeves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jenkins, sorry. <laughs> it's Jenkins, no. It's Jeeves.
0: It's got a good supporting <laughs> cast. There's some good ideas here. Uh, it feels like a very ambitious student film. That had a, finan- a good financial backing. Like I don't know what to say. Like there's some good stuff here. It was it's ambitious, but I feel like it fails to deliver on that ambition somehow.
2: I feel like I feel like they drag out the comedy a little bit long. Like if you edit it down and take out some of this co- comedic scenes, it it becomes a shorter, tighter film. You, you amp up the gore a little bit. I agree with you, Dave, in terms of the comedy and the final act particularly the showdown at the Wax Museum, yes, which could have been it's it's very yeah, bad. it had too. an opportunity to be overly violent and nasty if this was a serious tone film, but you have fucking uh Sir Wilfrid riding in on this like yeah. scooter that looks like he made it look like a tank and he's like tally ho and it's like
1: he's oh like, God. yeah I think it's like yeah. a
0: silver bullet from, from yeah, silver bullet
1: yeah, on <laughs> yeah but that's the eighties yeah. I don't I find saw... that to be comedy. I find the lines that they said a few
0: times to be kind of like "suck on this," or
1: I don't know. There was a couple things where they. But made, doesn't it, like, it
0: takes it from a horror movie to an action? I'm surprised you like it because just, then yeah, that horror it's is gone. Minutes. Suck on this it definitely
2: always... takes it from a from a horror movie to an action.
0: Yeah, but what does?
2: <laughs> suck on this.
1: Oh, pff, suck on it's a Primus album. Um, <laughs> the last ten minutes is when that happens, and it's always been my least favorite part of the movie. So you're right, but the thing is this. This movie. Now, let me tell you. This is the way when I rented it back in the day in 1988, and it was on VHS. This was the way it looked. Now, when the DVD era began, and we, and, you know, people not, don't have VCRs anymore, they issued waxwork, and the only way you could see it uh, was on the DVD, right? With you know, if, if that's what you're on now, it was cut. They took all this gore out.
0: No fucking- It was the opposite for me, man. I saw it on video. The only version I had was R-rated. And the vampire scene pretty much doesn't exist. Like, wow. that whole scene with the fiance is almost excised you right had now. A
1: reissue. You, had, see, there you go. They must have reissued the, the the VHS, maybe in like 91 or something. You know what I mean? And then put it out. And then, then they just used that one when they made the DVD. Because that, that's it. For the longest time, you didn't see the gore. So when Vestron put this out. And I went in to watch it. As soon as they went to that first thing in the werewolf scene, and when that guy gets ripped in half, I was like, Yes, the gore is back. And that was you know one of the strong sure. selling yeah. points of the movie. That, that there was good gore in it. So I was happy
2: it was back.
1: The movie to me is just fun. Characters are fine. Those it's werewolf
2: not... effects are awesome. The transformation
1: were... even. Wow. Yeah. Oh,
2: fantastic. The the horror in this movie is great. I do wish they had put a little bit more. Wax work into the figures yeah. instead of just having the human standing there like this.
0: I'm like, moving at, no at every opportunity yeah, they have. Just
2: like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the only time they added wax was when he take when the cop takes a sample of uh, China's face, yeah. which is really nasty,
0: and pulls it off, and he then, and then nothing of comes that. of it though because I think he gets put into a. You know, the mummy waxwork right away. Dude,
2: the mummy waxwork was awesome. The Marquis de
0: Sade one is fantastic. Yeah, see, I even lo- I That's where I guy. check out a little bit, the Marquis de Sade one. Yeah, it goes out a, bit, to that a little too long. Oh, yeah. I
2: liked it, though. I liked it, though. It really drew me in, and she gets real sexy in that scene. Uh, she does.
0: Sarah. And the Night of the Please. Living Dead one Please. was a good Please. homage. Like, there's good... Like, I I don't want to shit on what, it too much. N- what you say? The Night, the of, night of the dead. Living Dead one. Yeah. There, it's a good yeah. homage as well, and that's where the hand comes out and... Yeah, but uh, it's like and,
2: – and they developed the story it, it, throughout it. They could have made it a little tighter with the artifacts, with the grandfather, with this guy, you know, this David Lincoln guy is the one who's uh, trying to resurrect the dead and stuff like that. But it's kind of silly that, like, okay, if you're trying to be inconspicuous and, and why would you open a waxwork in the middle of a residential area? Why does he look like Willy Wonka at the beginning? He just shows up on the curb and <laughs> literally Willy Wonka's outfit.
1: Right. It's, yeah. it's
3: like,
2: <laughs> yeah, goofy, but it's but it's it really is a lot of fun. I loved every one of it's the fun. sets that they get thrown into. I really did. See me too.
0: There, there's fun to be had, but I think it's episodic. And then when they're not there, I'm, I don't care at all. And when they leave after the first night and then come back, I, I feel like I wish it just all took place in the same night almost. Or yeah. Something. Well, no,
2: that's I, I agree totally with that. You you set up the story. I mean, I guess they have to leave because he has to go to his, uh, the cop, his godfather. The to, to, the... to, to Sir Wilfrid's got to go to the cop. He's got to bring more characters yeah. in to, to, to get more kills. But there is a way to just make it a little bit more congealed.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I'll say this. The mummy is the best mummy thing we've ever seen on film. Dude, you know, agreed. It's great, great kill. Agreed. Gore, everything. That's how a mummy should be, badass. You never see a scary fucking mummy.
3: This There's mummy a... is great.
0: There was a movie, I think it was called Dawn of the Mummy, as funny as it may sound, that came out. I don't think it was. I think it was Italian. And I remember, I'm pretty sure there's a head squashing scene in that, too. Oh. But this is, you're right. Because, again, it's a nice short segment. Because if you get too much mummy, it's not all that great. Another scary mummy is the fucking the monster squad. Not gory, yeah, but he's actually yes, a scary mommy
2: mummy. Mummy from, from Monster Squad is is creepy. But this but is this the best. One, they, This yeah. one they showed what's going on underneath. You see what's yeah. going on underneath, yeah. and that's scary. And that I agree with you, Dave, and that's where I would say that this film succeeds, is that you could take all these horror, horror villains within the movie, and you could do full-length movies for each of them. You could do a mummy yeah. movie with this mummy. You could do a werewolf movie with that werewolf. I, I I get what you're saying about the Dracula being slow, but that's that's how Dracula is. I thought the guy was very good as Dracula, and I like sure. the setup. I love the scene where they're they're eating, It turns out they're eating, you know, the fiance's leg and stuff, and it's nasty and the blood and everything. It's just really, really well done. And I, I mean, I maybe I'm in the minority, but I enjoyed the Marquis de Sade, and uh, you know, I was I was into it. I was into each of the sets. I wish
1: what she,
0: a I wish slut I had to... she is. <laughs>
1: The way they talk about her is funny. It's a hard
0: movie for me to write because I do, uh, there is enjoyment here and I've watched it over and over again, but I like, I don't know. There's, there's waka waka comedy. I literally
2: wrote, wrote waka waka comedy. I thought of you because the first half hour was painful. I was like,
0: get going already.
1: That's it. I didn't see that. I didn't see it as comedy, but that's going to take the movie
0: down a little bit. You can't just say like the good stuff's good. But there's so much stuff that, to, to, to truck like this like, to get through to get to that, those those and in between and that I'm not a hundred percent on board with. Like, like I said, do we need the, do kids. we need like
2: the, the Hitler like teacher, the professor? No do we need the... no, that do, was do we... We...
0: And that was bad comedy. The yeah, old, that's oh, the twenty <laughs> page essay about this tomorrow. <laughs> uh, fuck you teach How
2: about we did we I mean I thought it was funny, but did we really need the whole scene with the maid writing the Lithuanian paper? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Again, he's trying to balance stuff. I, 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 I yeah. try to give him credit to try to, sp- like, I guess, spice up, spruce up his film a bit. But I, it just didn't work. The The balance was wrong. The tone was wrong. People talking about the tonal shift in Krampus. I'm on board with that. This, it just didn't, it, it wasn't mixing well. It was that odds yeah. for me?
1: I could see that. I guess when I go back and watch the movie, I just think of it as a product of the time. I don't know what it is, but I, now, that, now that you're pointing out some of the, the more comedic moments, I guess, I don't know. They, they they didn't bother me, but I can't dispute them. That stuff with the, the guy sounding like Hitler and some of the lines that were said and, uh, you know, the, the, what the Lithuanian woman wrote, he's like, uh, they are the men with the little mustaches. And shit like <laughs> you're right. There There is there was a little too much and it, it would have been better. I forgot
2: out. what she said though. They are the men with the little mustaches. Yeah. Like the, the screaming the the voices day. and the little mustaches or something.
0: Yeah.
2: A 30 page paper she
0: wrote. And that's what she wrote. <laughs> it's, it's hard. Cause you want, you have to have a balancing act. And all I want is more of the wax work. I just want that to get to the wax work, but I think they, they it, by his character development, he introduces these badly timed uh, comedy pieces into it unfortunately I'm yeah. okay
1: with the kids and what's going on and the not the love triangle but the situation Oh, he's got a crush on her and you know you don't even speak French remind me of my father you know <laughs> <doing that> too. <laughs> I need someone that has a little bit of uh, I forgot what you said some French term yeah, the, you know the but,
0: love triangle didn't go anywhere either you're right Yeah,
2: they, they didn't really need as much character development in here especially for a bunch of characters that are I don't want to say very unlikable but just very blah. Get to the horror. Get to that.
1: Yeah, but still, you love character stuff. You don't like this stuff about how the girl kind of kind of likes our lead. But then when they have a chance to hook up, she's like, well, you're a really nice guy, but you're not what I'm looking for exactly. <laughs> and then it seems like she's pining for him a little bit. But then we find out that she has something else going on, and she wants to be involved with somebody like the Marquis de Sade. You know what I mean? She has that, that side to her, and we see that. I don't know. I think there are little things here where it ties into their personalities, and that's yeah. why they're certain ones. And it's not overdone. It's it's just enough. I like that. But you're right. The comedy, it might be too much. But there is some funny lines. There, there there's how about the fact that don't you think that Frankenstein looks like Jason? every time I saw him and they showed that Frankenstein and he's standing there he he looks like a Kane hotter a build of Frankenstein like the way he looks even the way he's dressed reminded me as much of Jason as it did Kane hotter I mean is, is, is Frankenstein
0: sorry why am I not remembering Frankenstein
1: it yeah, must he he's just
0: in a waxwork he must just be in a waxwork sure yeah he, he, yeah he come to he life at around the, around end? the end I'm the, I'm sure they they be, but, yeah the, the end is it's chaotic. of the- And and, and not good chaotic, like there's good chaos that you're like, oh man, we got to this point. But again, it's, it's a weird shift there and the editing's kind of off and there's nothing kind of horrific for it. And then it gets kind of choppy when that guy goes into the, how does a guy go into the wax? And like, if that's boiling hot wax, he would be gone, done for, but he's able to pop back out and say something, another joke or two. I don't remember what happened. And then he goes back. Like
1: Gremlins did. (laughs) <laughs> like Strike did at the end of Gremlins.
0: <laughs> yeah, but your face was like of half off at that point, or something. He
1: didn't come back. I take I your I face
0: half off. I take your face.
2: No, just the whole showdown at the end is too chaotic. I mean, yeah. even like a Dracula turns <laughs> no, into the mean. bat. The guy grabs the bat and he gives the dirty Harry line and, and shoots the yeah. bat. And it's just like like this. This should have made for like just an all-out gore fest. Like and what you're saying sounds
0: good. Like you think that yeah. You know, oh my god! Like you got it's turned into a bat. Like this all should work. Somehow it doesn't work. A hundred percent.
1: There's a lot of there's oh, good and even, bad. There is a mix. But the stuff that's good is, is memorable. And like at the end, if you think about it, it's kind of like a precursor to like what they did with um, Cabin in the Woods, where we have all these different things coming out. Like they had the baby from it. It's Alive come yeah. out they had this one guy that took his mask off it looked like Jason from part three they had different things those things were good and here's here's the complaint though they said 18 of the world's most evilest souls or something like that are gonna come to life and they do but why would the other people come to life too like their victims like the friends you know what I'm saying it doesn't make sense that they would come back you know the friends that go in there the guy that
2: gets yeah Everyone, Why should they come? Everyone back? in the set sort of comes to life. Yeah, that doesn't make
1: sense. If it's all six, six, and six, and, and eighteen souls, that makes perfect sense. And by the way, did you guys see the the, the phone number on the side of that the one guy's uh, vehicle? It was a six, six, six phone number. Six, six, six dash something. Usually in a movie, it's it's always five, five, five. You know how they always have that generic five, five, five because it
3: doesn't need
2: anything. More, more waka waka. Yeah. Six yeah,
1: but. I don't think it's walk a walk. I just think it's a, a clever little thing that not everybody picks up on. Th- to me that isn't comedy. That's just like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I agree, Dave, with that one. I don't I don't but I, I think it's just again, we we there's so much I think it was a let's throw so much at them and see what sticks. And sometimes that can work. And I just think there's stuff that sticks, but there's enough stuff that doesn't that that unfortunately bogs down the entire film. There's still enjoyable uh-huh. stuff here. There's still enough for to to recommend it to certain people. They will there will be enjoyment there. I mean, there is a love note of sorts to other films obviously. I mean, like I said Dracula, the Wolfman, Night of the Living Dead, like some classics. Like there's some good stuff here. Um it's just that like I said Salo. Let's To my little that. friend. <laughs> well, Marquis de Sade wrote
2: Salo, so
1: Oh, interesting! You so. Serious?
3: Yeah, 80?
2: yeah. Oh, okay,
3: that's one, I, of his, that's
2: one of that's one of his one of his famous works. Probably his most famous work was the 120 Days of Sodom. Wow! wow. That's why I, I, I said never, that. So it's sort I of never thought joking. that.
3: Yeah,
1: but still, I never thought Wex works would tie into Salo. <laughs> 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 you know, that, that, that's crazy. Man, there was a funny couple funny lines. Like when the kids in there. And in the beginning of the werewolf one, he goes, he goes, Ah, do cause at first he goes, all right, who who put the acid in my drink or this and this, you know? And then but then he's then he goes, Do I get a pretty woman in my and my illusions? No, I get a dick, he says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He calls that guy a dick. He wasn't even being a dick. He was treat he was trying to be nice. He was like, Don't come in here. I know that you're my my my, my uh my best friend's son. I'm gonna transform, basically, get out. <laughs> And he gets mad about him.
2: Yeah, that was uh, Dana Ashbrook from uh, Twin Peaks and also from one of my favorites, Ghost Dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's also Return of Living Dead 2, I believe. The werewolf guy? Yeah, he's
2: he's the one who gets Ghost (laughs) Dad. No
0: shit. Yeah.
1: High-ins on this show. Holy fuck. (laughs) That's amazing. And we have an exploding head. Yeah, the head, not there, there's an exploding head. That stuff with the wine is cool when they get pushed in in the wine bottles and, and oh, you know the awesome. shoots out and the I gore love,
2: is, I love the vampire stuff. I I, I really it's love good. the build of it. They really set the atmosphere well in each of these little segments. And I it's it is episodic in a way. It's almost like this would work as like a TV show where each week like that would be head, a great idea. The, the
0: head curator like David Shudder, get on that. That would be a good yeah. idea. Waxwork yeah. the show.
2: Yeah, he would be telling the tells of his wax work, and he'd be like, let me, like a that, trip keep." Type. That's
0: a fantastic idea. That yeah. would be great. And I think that's probably, they just try to force too much in here, which, again, I want to almost credit him for thinking of all this stuff and putting it all in, but it just doesn't work as a, a full package. <laughs> oh, see, I, I,
2: loved, I loved all the wax work stuff. The, the outside comedy, the story yeah. development outside, I kind of like too, but the, the showdown at the end and the first 30 minutes, like, it's too much of a setup for these characters for, for as shallow as they are. I still care about them. I don't want them to die. I just don't need.
0: Damn, your idea for that though. show is amazing. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, better than, the, you know better than this like. film.
2: <laughs> you
1: know what it's like? <laughs> Night Gallery. Because when, yeah. when Rod Sterling did Night Gallery, that's what it was. Instead of Waxworks, it was a painting. This, this is the yep. This is what it was about. So it, it kind of goes along those those same lines. That would be cool. The Waxworks and that guy could be there, and he could say, "Cause remember how he was talking when the guy came back and he said, um, oh, that's the mask from uh, you know Phantom of the Opera or whatever.' They was they made a they made a movie about the Phantom. <laughs> and he goes, Several. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> I like it was, shit like that. And
0: we'll have two midgets in the show.
1: Oh, <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> How yeah. <laughs> oh, about I mean how mean he was? How mean yeah. the little guy was to the big oh, guy? Get out! <laughs> get
3: out! <laughs> You're supposed to wait till I ring the button. Get out!
0: <laughs> well, is funny. it? What does he get? How does he die? Does she throw him into like the oh yeah, the into the uh, feed me The little shop <laughs> of horrors guy? <laughs>
2: yeah, see, more more waka waka type stuff. That could have been really nasty and violent, but it's yeah. I still I still like it, even though ah. It's, it, it's that's so what I'm fair, saying. It be? has the potential. There's so much good stuff in here. Uh, how do you rate
0: this? Out. Because I don't think it's a good, overall, I don't think it's good, but there's good stuff in there. Oh, it's I a very it's difficult I movie. I think
2: it's good overall. I think it could be great, but I think it's good. I
1: agree. That's. I think I feel like you. It, it, this is the thing. This reminds me of The Babysitter. That was the same problem. I know you love The Babysitter. Yeah. That was my exact problem, misplaced comedy. When people were in the most treacherous moments, they started cracking wise, and I'm like, that doesn't fly to me. It's funny that in The Babysitter, you don't care. It was your favorite movie, but you still say this is misplaced comedy here. I know.
0: You I'm, know? I'm an enigma. You are, Sa- you are. Sackhead Jason would not approve.
2: <laughs> sackhead. I almost said Ball Sack again. <laughs> ball or Bitch Hits Jason. Jason yeah. For that bitch matter. It's <laughs> bitch Hits Jason. Bitch Hits Jason Smith. <laughs> I saw Friday age Six before it was even made. <laughs>
1: oh, uh, at that point, There's it was called Jason lines. Smith
0: Lives. <laughs> I don't know why. How
1: about how about it when they go into the college and he pretends to be sick and he goes, "Oh, I'm sick and this and then I got to take the girl," and he, you know horrible. And he that, that's the, the bad
0: comedy. That terrible. It is bad,
1: and, but then yeah. they go out into the hallway and and she. And it's a high school. Obviously, it's a fake. Yeah. Right, it's obviously a he's putting on a show. But she, we you know what she does. She feels his head and she goes, "You aren't sick." And did you notice everybody all, in the fucking
2: classroom? Yeah. And did you notice that they're they're in high school? The hallways high school, but the classroom is I like thought a thought I thought so too until he pulls her into the hallway and they're in they're passing like lockers by, and it just looks like a regular oh. high school.
1: because I didn't know why they said I was going to get expelled, and I'm thinking, how do you get expelled from college? Yeah, they're in some like sort college.
2: of like they're in some sort of like preppy academy. That's well, even worse oh. cuz they all look 30. They don't look <laughs> teenagers at all. Anyway. I never had anyone that looked like China in high school.
1: Minga, I wish I did.
2: Yeah. I miss China, I do what I want.
1: What I want. Dig it or fuck off. Yeah, I dig it or that. fuck off. I love that. I love she's that such, line.
2: She's such a bitch. They never even show what happens to them to the guy, the boyfriend, the one she's hooking up with that football player. Yeah. He I just shows about up that at
1: Wham the... song.
2: <laughs> Sorry. Wham song.
1: It's like a total fake Wham song in the first ten minutes of the movie when they're hanging out. They they keep playing it. It's like a freaking, it, it's like they're playing um oh what song what Wham song is it? It's the total rip off of a Wham song. though. it's great. Oh, all that she wants, everything she wants is everything she needs. That song. Anyway. <laughs> I love Wham. I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you. I what like you
0: know. Wham too. Yeah. Careless Whisper. Careless Whisper is a great song. Is that oh wham? boy, Here,
1: there's the worst problem with Careless Whisper. Now when you go to Apple Music, he he's erased the fucking, the intro where it goes, ah, 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 ah. That, that's, that was like the biggest part of the beginning. And now it's not there anymore.
2: Wasn't I'm it just him though for song. Careless Whisper? It wasn't Wham. No, no, no.
1: It was Wham. First album actually. Wham, yeah. and, really? But uh, George Michael, when he started releasing solo stuff, put out like a greatest hits and everything else. Oh, said,
2: okay. That must be it.
1: It was re-released as a fucking... Yeah, the George, just Michael, George
2: Michael, Michael single, yeah. But
1: that was always the song they played at the end of every dance in junior high school. That was the fucking Send Everybody Home. That was the big fucking song at the time. Careless Whisper.
2: I wasn't in junior high for Careless Whisper. I wish Never I Never
0: go to dance again. Guilt to <laughs> think got no <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, listen to it on Apple, you'll
1: be disappointed because the beginning part, they took out that fucking thing. They don't do it till the end of the song.
0: ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like to stab myself that, as instrument. Uh so you know, here's here's a six out of ten, six and a half out of ten for me. If you see the cut version, the R rated version, five. Honestly, because everything we've yeah. talked about that elevates those scenes is gone. Gone. What'd you say, Christian? What'd you give
2: it? Six
0: point five out of ten because I do oh! think oh, that's awesome. Brandon, that was great. Oh! That was awesome. <laughs> He's a magician, <laughs> okay. everybody.
1: Oh, whoa. at this guy. You gotta watch the
0: fucking video. So I said 6.5 for this version. I was hovering between a 6 and 6.5, but there is enough good stuff to, to make you want to at least check it out. But I said, if you happen to only be able to get the R rated, which I don't think at this day and age you will, then it's a five. Yeah. Because everything that makes those elevates those seeds is gone. From the gore level.
2: release. I don't have it, but I, it's pretty cheap and it comes with both. So I, I doubt that there's a, the R rated version is even on there. I, I'll tell you what, watching it again, and I've seen this movie a few times. This is probably like a third time watch for me. Uh, first 30 minutes, I was like, holy shit, I might be coming in at like a four and a half, five. And Agreed. then it picked up. And then it yeah. picked up. And especially once they started going into the waxwork and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, this is the stuff I love. And it really just kind of got me engaged. And I came all the way up to. I'm gonna say a six and a half out of ten. I really oh, nice. enjoy it. I just feel like, like I said, like if you just change a few things, this has the potential to, to have been like it, an eight out of ten. It could
0: have been an eight to to nine. Yeah, Even, yeah, exactly. It just, could have been epic. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm I'm at a seven. You guys, you guys straighten me out. It, it wasn't me. That's a, no, it's true. It wasn't just me. Like I watch it three times in the year, and I'm like, well, maybe, maybe it's it's just i have better memories than the movie actually is and like i said three times in a short period i'm like i was like well but then i'm hearing your guys critiques on it and i'm like okay it's not just me i, I can live with that so i initially the first time i watched it i, I was like an eight <laughs> but now, now i'm down to a seven that that seems about right
0: and it was on amazon prime again at least the canadian edition yeah it was um, on prime here so. that and fright night was on prime
1: here oh was it Oh, yeah, I think that's how I do oh, it. I, I thought I had the Blu-ray, and I didn't for Fright Night. I was pissed. Oh, no, wait, I did have the Blu-ray for Fright Night. I did not have the Blu-ray for Dead Zone because it does not fucking exist. They don't have There's a Blu-ray for Dead Zone? Nope, I had to buy it. on. I, had to, I ended up buying it for fucking $5 on Prime because it was to rent $3.99 to own four ninety nine dollars HD. So I better own the $4.99 stream for now. You know what I mean? I have the
2: DVD, the old DVD, and I watched yeah. it with my dad. And the minute I we got done watching, I said, I really need to get see if this is on Blu-ray and get it. I well, just it's not it in
1: hell. Region 1.
2: It's not in Region 1. This, well, well, that movie, I mean, without giving – fuck spoilers. It's a great movie. It needs a fucking good release. That Absolutely. needs like a Criterion release.
0: Totally agree. That needs – you're right. Either Criterion or even the a, a Show Factory, whatever. Just something either special what? edition. Either what? I said Criterion or a Shope Factory. Why?
2: Uh, oh, I heard Criterion.
0: Criterion?
2: I, I, oh. I, oh. <laughs> I couldn't see myself.
0: That's okay. Uh, I had that a, was I from had John a, Rose. Trust me, I wish I could see yourself.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing. I had another small window with you, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why do I have two Christians here? <laughs> two Christians and one Jew. <laughs> two Christians? Sister Christian, oh, the time has come. Oh, Shoot and, us some uh, questions. And Anthony oh, Hickox yeah. was the prince in the uh, Marquis de Sade segment. Really? The one? Yeah, the one who's like,
0: you know, who's. He wants like to whip prince.
1: that filly. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. Don't I, you ever get tired of whipping horses?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I brought this up before, man. He was on a roll, again, whether you like all the films or not, there was that time frame from starting at Waxwork, Waxwork. Uh, Full Eclipse, Hellraiser 3, Waxwork 2, Sundown is in there somewhere. Like, boom, 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 boom. And then it feels like he disappeared. I know we checked his uh, filmography, and I think he continued to do movies. But it just seemed like that was a time period where his name just kept coming up. And he he had a lot of projects in the genre. Sundown's another one that I really had high hopes for, but let me down as well. The Vampire Western. I've never seen it. Yeah.
1: Sundown, you better take care of us. Hey, Gordon me. Lightfoot, right?
2: Creeping around my <laughs> back That's a Sometimes good... I think... Sorry. It's Chris a, is getting excited. I like yeah, that song, man. I love Gordon Lightfoot.
1: <laughs> when I think that I'm winning, but I'm losing again. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: great.
1: Sunday That's a great song, man. That's what I, and... I used to sing about. All- that was Pepita's song. That's because Pepita.
2: Dr. Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: that's
1: great. I used to sing that to Pepita, though, because on, on Sundays when I watched football, my wife would be upstairs sleeping in the afternoon because she, you know, works nights. So she'd be sleeping upstairs, and Pepita was always bugging out, wondering where she was. But she would stay downstairs with me, and then she would... She would go to the bottom of the staircase and just look up for a while. And then she's creeping around my back stairs. I used to sing that.
3: Sundown, you
2: I still Every time you mention Pepita, I still think of, uh, the, is it the marked ones
0: on the yeah. ceiling? Yeah, on the ceiling. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: that, that, what would Pepita do?
0: That is still the best one of the series. I watched that whole series with my daughter this month. Again, uh, one through six. And two and five are the standouts. And five is definitely, in my opinion, the best of that series. Wow. Still, nice. I thought that I when like- we did the series, when we did the franchise. Um, and I think she's probably torn between two and five. Because I think she really liked two. Nice. She's no, up love- in her room
2: right now writing in her diary. Dear diary, I'm torn between two and five. <laughs> she- <laughs> Which one would <will> I <laughs> Dear
0: diary. I wish I could <laughs> stick this nitty needle right through your fucking skull.
1: No sad, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, so I wanted to put it out Friday there. He, these, these are the people who chose these movies. John Rhodes, Waxwork, The Dead Zone, uh, Eric Webster, and Fright Night from Willie P. So, there you go.
2: I think he will. Did he drink <laughs> a lot?
0: <laughs>
2: Every time. <laughs>
0: Willie he make oh, it? Come on, kids. Course, you can do yeah. better than that. <laughs> Yep.
1: I think I said that last time that name came up. Will he make it? Yeah, 40 yards to the outhouse. Yeah. Will he make it? <laughs> yeah. Amazing. How about this? Friday 2 or Halloween 2? I was thinking about this today as I'm watching Halloween 2. I'm thinking, in, in the community, I, I think that those two movies are highly regarded. It seems like everybody's seen them. But, yeah. I mean, obviously you know where I'm going. But I, What do you think, though? Do you think in the community, Halloween 2 is, is that big? Like bigger than Friday 2?
0: Huh, yeah, I do. Me too. Seems like I do. I, I, I choose Friday 2 over Friday Fanboy, but I do love Halloween 2 as well, just not to the same that's extent. Same. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yes, indeed. Brandon?
2: I think the horror community would slightly edge Friday 2, and I also choose Friday 2. But I do think it's close. But I still think that the community would, would edge Friday 2. Yeah. Because I feel like that's probably. Two and four are usually most people's favorites in, uh,
0: in Friday. I think you're right.
1: I think it's a good uh, it's a good poll to put up, so that, that's an idea. Okay, where the hell are we? q and A, Q and a Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, I have my answer written down. Okay, so here we are. Uh, nope, okay. If you guys could give one director, we did that. One direction. <laughs> one direction, yeah. Okay, Tyler asks... Uh, What are some films that change your your trajectory in the way you look at films? That's a tough one, ain't it?
2: Shit. Maybe I didn't prepare all my answers.
0: Ah, you see. Yeah, I didn't prepare for that one either. But,
2: like, that's a... Wax wax work. (laughs) Anthony Hickox knocked it out of the park and it really changed my trajectory in the way I look at horror films.
0: Like horror, um, those have got to be like, like when I think of things like that, it's like the uh, experience I have when I watch Carrie. I I think that that's like I just love, like again because it depends on, on on what way the the way that movie is constructed from a cinematic standpoint is what really makes me just like love it and like oh when we watched when I when I when we watched The Orphanage, remember when Watson joined us. I mentioned I would have loved to have directed that movie, because I would have been like, like Dad, hey, look at the film I. Cra-. It's something about the filmmaking aspect, complementing everything that you're uh, seeing. Because a lot of times that will that could actually, and I've mentioned it on the show before. I'll take that over story as long as there's enough to string me along. I'll take that over the story. Oh, I, pardon? It's not uh-huh. pretentious. Why is that pretentious?
2: Wait, I don't even know what you're saying. I wasn't here. Oh, what happened? So, I <laughs> Are you talking about taking a well filmed, a well shot film over story?
0: Over story,
2: certain. Story oh, that track. is pretentious. Come on. Why? I'll take a good story over a well well-shot well shot it film. does it's, Yeah, but it's not pretentious.
1: It it's sometimes, sometimes the substance is the style. That's what you, uh, that's what you about like about it. It's a film what's the difference there's it's like listening to it's like listening to music do i like it for the melody or do i like it for the way that guitar sounds and the, the composition of the fucking the, the guitarist or, or but the something. two examples
0: that i actually gave have everything i think have the full package i said carrie and the orphanage were two of the ones that i've i've mentioned both of them have everything you like so you well
2: made well filmed
0: well i said and, uh... that but i said if i had yes to t- no. if something had to take a hit I'm, I love Friday the 13th, part one and two. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Those stories are ripoffs and simple simplicity at its finest. But I, I like the movies. Like those movies are two movies that I still put up on a pedestal that would shock, you know, true cinephiles maybe, but I still love them for what they are.
2: But I think they're still more enjoyable as films rather than as achievements in filmmaking. Well,
0: that's where okay. I agree, and I'm saying there though simplicity of of, of story, it, story takes a kind of a backseat, and they're not they're not cinematic marvels either. They just seem to find that pro- proper balance. I guess is where I'm going with it. There's got to be, I guess, a balance is I guess the ultimate answer. You guys haven't come up with any other movies. Would it change your trajectory? Have... Well, here's the weird thing.
1: I think about when I think about trajectory. I'm watching movies one way for years, and then I am thinking about it from the standpoint of, of where Christian's going, not, not so much about the story. I've always liked good stories. Who doesn't like good stories? But the change, the shift, if you will, came later on in life, and I can appreciate other aspects of, of filmmaking. And like, I would say that it, it began with, with natural born killers. Because there's no other movie like it. And at the time, I was like, holy shit, look what they're doing here with this and this and this and the, and the editing and everything that's going on. in it." Because that movie was was filmed in like 30 days and took like eight months to edit. I mean, it's ridiculous what they were doing in that movie. On top of I love the dialogue and everything else about the, the way the film was constructed and the performances and everything. I, I love everything about Natural Born Killers. But that was the first movie where I could think. I'm watching and I'm like, man, this is really blowing me away what I'm seeing on screen and and the way they're doing certain things and the way it's being shot. And then I don't think anything compared to that for a while. Then as I got older, I noticed like when I started doing podcasting, I remember in like 2013, I'm talking about Lords of Salem and, and Rob Zombie's H2 and some of the way things are shot. And that's when I started to take notice about how things are shot. Now I'm going to go back to my original greats, Exorcist and The Shining, which I never paid attention to them in that that way before. I loved them for many other reasons. Now I look back and I'm like, holy fuck, the way these are constructed, the way that they're, they're shot, the score, everything. Everything about them, that's what I'm saying, the trajectory of films. That's what I think about. And then I get into artistic films like The Witch and anything else that looks good that way is what I'm into. So it's like, the, that's the most significant thing that's happened to me is, you know, I, I, I'm into more art house movies now. I'm into what I see. I was always into story. You're kind of born into that. Who doesn't love a good story? We're told stories as, as, as babies. You know what I mean? We love stories, but when you get older and you yep. start looking at other things like, yeah. you know, like those aspects of film, that's, that's what, that's all I can say is that yes,
2: I get what you, I totally get what you guys are saying. I just can't look at an aesthetically pleasing film that doesn't entertain on a story level or this, you know, minimalist approach that just, what about Suspiria?
1: What about the neon demon? Are those fucking uh, amazing? Uh, I say the the style is the substance in those movies,
2: and I love them, and so do style you. Style is definitely a huge part of the substance, but I still think there's enough there in terms of story, in terms of characters. But, but Certainly you're... with Suspiria, Neon Demon might be the one for me in terms of my ratings of films that may be the exception to the rule, but I do feel like there's enough... Uh,
0: well that, but then you just said that. You just agreed with us. Like we're just saying it's it, it just has to be enough. Enough is relative to Yeah, well no, I, I said that might be the excep- yeah.
2: the exception for me. But like I can't like I don't know. I just I can appreciate the beauty in a film. There's certain films that have just been made where it's like, wow, this is really unique and different. Look at films like uh um oh, what's the one where they guerrilla styled in Disney uh Escape from Tomorrow, a field in England, uh you know, the, the lighthouse mm-hmm. These are all films that are uniquely shot, and people love for a cinematic standpoint. But man, I just couldn't get into the story aspect I'm of it. I'm with you on that, yeah, uh,
1: buddy. Yes. Yeah. remember my no, what... about? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, you answering. No, me. I was gonna
2: say, but I totally like. I, I'm joking around with you, Christian. When I'm, you know, saying you're pretentious, I get what you're saying. I just still need, like you say, enough of of everything. It's still a, still, I guess <laughs> a a. a a composition
0: of a couple of different things. Stories, one element of the cinematic experience. I know. So when I, I go know. to the movies, it's got to be there. There's got to be something there that keeps you in, in, interested. Then comes acting and performances and or how the movie's made, including how it's filmed, the look, the, the style, the editing, the music, everything, the emotional investment. That's a movie. If I want a good story, I'll read a book and this is what drives me crazy like oh i didn't really like the story okay you didn't like the story but what about the other aspects of it as well i play a video game and people complain about the story of a video game like that's a fucking video game i sometimes skip over the cutscenes because i don't really care i just want to play and experience the game now how they might much... say, Well you're not experiencing anything because you're 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 leaving out the one element of the of the game, but that that's fine. That's how I want to do it. So when I go to a yeah, movie, that's we... why I say I'll sit back and I'll be i like, holy shit, that movie blew me away.
2: I right. get it, but how away. much does how much does that account for? The the aesthetics of a film versus. I know you have to have, everything. I, know have, to have ev- I, I know you have to have everything, but if it's a, film like a nice poorly shot, if it's like a sto- if it's like a student film and you know, It's, you know, a shaky cam. It's not great. It's not well framed, but yet the story is really cool and and the characters are really likable and you love it. I feel like I'm tending to give that type of film a higher score than if it's beautifully shot, artistic, so masterfully crafted, but there's nothing going on. I agree with that. Yeah, I
1: agree with that 100 percent, because how many times have I been on this podcast and said I can only give this movie a five out of ten because I, I like what I'm seeing with the eyes, but the story does nothing. There was that exactly. movie, um, yeah. we are the flesh. There was another one that, yeah. that, um, that, that um, Derek gave us, Hey, There's been Those movies are- like that mother. There's movies that I watch and I say, I'm I'm not going to shit on it and say three out of ten because I didn't like it. I'm going to give it a five just because I can appreciate aesthetically what's going on here. M- Mother I wish is I was perfect into the
2: example. Story. Mother is the perfect example because, I, I mean, I, I genuinely hate that movie because it bored me so much. But I probably, like you, would give it like a five because aesthetically it's not well shot. It's, it's, it's even well acted, too. I mean, it's got well-known actors. Right. It, but well, it climax, is so boring to me and, right. I and I don't. Climax. Climax, yeah, Climax brutal. I could agree with. Uh, we are the flesh. I could also agree with. I like Hagazusa a little bit more than you. I still think there's enough going on underneath the surface to sort of explain. But, but I totally agree with you guys.
1: But a great story it doesn't have to be aesthetically anything. How many movies that we lo- love are great stories, and they may not be shot the best, huh? Think about the movies we talk about here. They're just like you know, you could bring out the of the 13th example every fucking time. Part one especially. It's very, very basic. Really, I mean, it's like almost like found footage. They set up, they're talking about nothing. There's nothing really going yeah. on in half the movie. We don't care. We love it for what we love it about. There's no great story. There's a great reveal at the end, in my opinion, and where it goes. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but it's just, you know, this is it's what happens. Yeah. It's and a roller coaster ride, right? It's a successful roller
0: coaster ride, exactly. I mean, so
1: I, I, we're all more prone to like a story like that. That is great story, and yeah. not not pleasing to the eye in that respect.
2: I didn't really answer the question because I didn't really think about it. But if I had to, thinking about first film that hits home on like all notes as a young kid, probably Candyman.
1: Wow, yeah.
2: I, I mean, I was, I guess, 12, I guess, when it came out. 92 it came out, I think. Or was it 93? What, whatever, right, right around then. And I just remember, just truly hits on every aspect. Good storytelling, good performances, great score, well shot. And just genuinely creep me out, and just hit on all aspects. So I would say that would certainly change my trajectory for horror, especially like, since the years that follow weren't that great.
0: And he's talking personally, right? Because like from the like cinematic history, obviously we'd say Psycho would change would would have changed it. <laughs> and I'm not going to get in the argument between Psycho and Peeping Tom and all that crap. Psycho is probably the most well known change of course into modern horror. And then yes. of course we've got. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Exorcist, well, Night of the Living Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Exorcist, uh, and uh, uh, Halloween. Uh, they all sort of changed the way. We've argued about Black Christmas, but at the time, at the time, twenty nineteen brought everything in. I'm going to fucking just, <laughs> it's like having Neil on the show with me. Constant fucking reminder that it wasn't on my top 10, you fucking skunk. <laughs> I said I didn't hate it like all you fucking guys did.
2: It's number 11 right behind Goosebumps 3. Uh, <laughs> right behind Goosebumps 3.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I noticed though. It's going back and watching them now. Like I loved Hellraiser when I was a kid. Just like with Suspiria, Shining, Exorcist, et etc. Carrie. Going back now and watching them, it puts them higher up on the pedestal. Now I watch Hellraiser and I'm blown the fuck away by the way it's made, particularly the soundtrack and certain things. I'm like, holy fuck, this movie is amazing. And and like like Trick or Treat last night. When I, last night I decided I, I was so high on Trick or Treat that I think it's in my top twenty movies now, horror movies. I. I I never realized how, how well shot it was. There's nothing wrong. There's it's flawless when it comes to the fucking execution as well. And I yep. never realized it until last night, some of the shots and, and everything, the way it's edited and everything else. And the acting is just, it's
3: fine. Again, and how it, pre- it, pre- it presents
0: an anthology. It sort of changed the way you yeah. can present an anthology film. Dave, I'm with you. I said it to my wife this morning, I said, I love Krampus. I I love Trick or Treat. I've got to yep. give Godzilla King of Monsters another try because I was only yep. like, eh, it's okay. And then I'm like, I, I there's got to be more to it. I got to go back and revisit it because he was so great with these two movies that maybe I missed something. <laughs> on Trick that or one. Treat is so good. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell you oh. saw it brewing. He was like yeah, about to was, come in his was. pants like, ah. to get that joke out. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Okay, that, great question. Look uh, yeah, great look question. Cool. I don't know if
1: we have even answered
0: it, but <laughs> great question. That's why I went back to Candyman.
2: <laughs>
1: How about this? Speaking of Michael Doherty, that, that's the next question. The Ram Man says, what do you think of Michael Doherty being attached to the Nightbreed TV series? Fantastic. It's a strange
0: marriage. But... <laughs> next. Fantastic. I think it's a strange that marriage. Period. Huh? Full stop. Next question. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. You think it's a strange matchup? Why?
1: I don't know. I just uh, when I picture Clive Barker, I don't picture, and I picture Nightbreed. I don't necessarily
0: picture Del Toro. But think of his co Maybe. Think of the creature. Like he he had a kind of a like those zombie kids that come back and trick or treat, and like the the um the elves, the Krampus elves. There there's like oh, there's a similarity to them as well. I guess where I'm going with it is he has these creature themes in his movies. I think he'll do fine. I think he could marriage it well and he's a good storyteller he seems to have that part done so i think I, I, i'm intrigued
2: i agree with christian i would say even just looking at trick or treat for you know a, a, a short running really a short film a lot yeah. shorter than it, it I, I'm, not, I'm not i don't want to say a lot shorter than it feels but it it, it seems like it should be longer or like it is longer but it's like an hour and 20 minutes and they cram so many characters into there and even these little minor characters that are in it for two seconds you care about so, he is very, very well crafted at, at developing characters in a short period of time. So, I imagine doing something like Nightbreed over the course of a series, really diving into, you know, many different characters, I think he'd be fine. Plus, he's, you know, he's knocked it out of the park with a bunch of films already. So, I got no issue with it.
1: I don't, th- I, it isn't that I have an issue. It's just not, I don't think it'll be bad by any means. I just, it's not who I would have thought of. That's all. That's why I say it's a strange marriage. It, it would be like some. it would be like um remaking um Hellraiser and having uh Alexander Aja do it or something. Just I like Alexander Aja and I like Hellraiser. I just don't see that as the marriage. I should get
2: Flanagan I, I, to do okay. it, and they should just fill Nightbreed with Flanaganisms.
0: No. No. <laughs> see that here yeah, you know, it's funny that Flanagan was on my mind too, because I well, I, I again I'm not I I'm never gonna win this because I know everybody thinks he's the second coming. Uh, but Michael Doherty, I'm more interested and intrigued by what he has coming up next than Flanagan. You I, Flanagan I, I love Dr. Love sleep. It. I love Dr. Sleep. But I'm just yep. trying to give – I think uh, Doherty is, is definitely more underrated. Why
2: don't we put that conversation to sleep?
0: Dr. Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I, I just – it's – my only wish. All
1: right, next question. Sean says, uh, "What's your favorite DVD audio commentary?" Man, I haven't watched enough. I keep saying I'm gonna set aside a month and just fucking watch commentaries that month, I, but I just I can't do it.
0: I gotta I tell really you, haven't. it's hard. It's hard. But from a just a total entertainment factor, one that stood out to me, it's gonna be a weird one. is Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning with when Danny was alive I and was on into it. That. I They're couldn't believe it because there was no there was no political correctness, and right. and, 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 and it was, was just cool as fuck Tom yeah. or not Tom the kid that played Tommy who we yeah, heard John was like born again Christian yeah. and everything else and he's on it and you're just like oh my god this is not going to go well and for whatever right. reason it's fully entertaining except if you're a new a new like. If anything offends you, don't listen to it because you will be offended because there's no political correctness there. But that was what was so refreshing about it, in my opinion, and it was just enjoyable. And I was like, holy fuck, this is a lot of fun. And I laughed a lot.
2: The commentary for The Lodge is great. It's just two guys sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> And nah, I'll
1: give you that. I'll give you that on The Lighthouse. And I like The Lighthouse. I'll give you that.
2: Oh, The Lighthouse. See the lodge. Oh, Lord. Is Why is everyone smart? a born-again Christian? Why can't we get a born-again Dave
0: Z? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he already has the cult. He already has the cult.
2: You know what? I don't listen to enough commentaries as well. I'm glad you said it because, like, I could lie and make up answers, you know, because I hear about different commentaries that are so great. A lot of people rave uh, The Thing commentary, which is one I'd actually like to listen to. Because I hear it's great with, with Kurt Russell and, yeah. uh, and Carpenter.
0: It's, it's good. The, the original Halloween, when I first, when this was new and it was on laserdiscs, sure. and that's when, when you didn't have this and you had to buy it. And like everybody else had the VHS, they didn't hear this shit. And then I got it and I think it was Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. I believe. Don't quote me. and I don't want people jumping down my throat. But that's what I think it was. And I remember going, wow, this is awesome. This is cool. Uh, and then after a while, you're just like, I just want to watch the movie. But it's nice. It's nice Don't to have. Care. It's like they're nice to have and go back to. But so Carpenter, I would, I, I'd second the thing and that original Halloween one, which I think has since been ported over to other things. But
2: uh...
1: oh, yeah, there's one with Jamie Lee Curtis too now. But they're in different rooms. They're not sitting in the room together. It's, yeah. But it's still good.
2: That's oh, a COVID commentary.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think there is another one with them in the room together as well. Cause I remember her talking to John. She goes, "Oh, John, I love this." So maybe they were. Either way, I've I watched Chris. The Halloween a few times. I
0: gotta look Honestly, Rob zombie.
1: zombie, Rob Zombie does good ones. Very informed. The House of a Thousand Corpses one is really good. I've I, I listened to that one and Devil's Rejects. He does good ones. I, I I like them. Boogie Nights is actually a lot of fun if you ever want to uh, watch that one. If you're a
0: fan of that movie, all that it's, good. What, it's, one it's one of my fun. favorite films. Oh, uh, watch!
1: They're they're just getting drunk and having fun and freaking cracking wide. That, that one is fun. good.
0: That one's good too. And that if you ever get the special edition. Uh, DVD. I think the Blu ray is the exact same, but it, it's the outtakes on that are absolutely to see John C. Riley and just like create shit. It, it, it's a blast. It's, it's just awesome to see him work in those outtakes. It's great. But nice. House of the Thousand Corpses, hands down, has one of the funniest intros to a special feature thing where uh, <laughs> Captain Spaulding <Aww>. comes <laughs> out. He's like, Shit the bed! yeah hey shit the band yeah i i just rerouted the intro to the special features over and over again because i was crying laughing i don't know why it was just the way he delivered it i i I loved it it's great
1: it goes on and on too and he gets frustrated he's gonna make a fucking choice it goes on it's great and i gotta buy it again because i don't know where my dvd is but i'm gonna buy it just so i can watch that because it's
0: awesome nice but yeah, if you like, Whoa. there are some good ones <laughs> that really get into the filmmaking, which I actually do appreciate as well. So, like, I think, like, yeah, some of the other ones, and then there's directors that just don't like doing commentaries. I don't Quentin Tarantino. I don't think does a commentary of his films. I could, I, I'm almost positive he does not do director's commentaries.
1: Yeah, we probably know about it. Yeah, I'd like to see some Eli Roth ones, honestly. The they're they're pretty in commentary. commentary. Oh, they talk about pretentious. Um, so. <laughs> fucking you know uh, you would think I watched The Shining and The Exorcist once because of how much I love the movies I'll tell you what The Shining one he it's not it's not Stanley Kubrick <laughs> it's like it's Vivian Kubrick or something and it's just uh, and, and The Exorcist it's, it's what's his name it's Friedkin and it's
0: honestly fuck <laughs> <Yeah, it's Pazuzu. laughs> me fuck me fuck me fuck me fuck me this is the worst commentary I've ever heard in my life
2: <laughs> actually it's Pazuzu and Hagazuzu
0: yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me!
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we do crack Freaking ourselves up. I love that guy. That review is spot yeah. on.
0: <laughs> so be it. Pretty
1: soon we're going to be dead to iTunes anyway. So it doesn't even matter, I guess. Right? Dead to me.
0: You're dead to me,
1: iTunes. <laughs> um, okay, one more and then we'll go in. Uh, oh, I will say this. I really can't wait to watch the fucking Amy Steele for part two. I can't wait to watch that commentary, but... I'll I'll get back to you after I do watch it. Because at least we get that, Since we can't get a decent interview with the girl. (laughs) And we can't get her. I'm so mad. This guy was a big shot. Oh, I'm the real deal. I can get Kane Hodder, and this and that, and fucking all these guys. CJ Grandma, okay. You're such a big deal. What about Amy Steele? That's who I want. Oh, no, I don't have her. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway.
0: Okay. I don't even know what he's talking about right now. What's happening?
1: What? What I'm talking about? Yeah. I said last show that somebody contacted me. Somebody made friends with me on Facebook, and I'm going to try to – and he's t- telling me he can get all these interviews. So he might to oh, call oh. Me go,
0: okay. Thank you. Okay. See if he can get
2: Lexington Steel. <laughs> <laughs> Did you piss on the rat with your big black cock?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next
1: question. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, George, one qu- last question for now. Here's a serious one I'd like to hear you guys – Contemplate, you can give either 2020 John Carpenter or 2020 Dario Argento a $10 million budget and complete creative control to make a film. Which oldest dirt past his prime maestro do you greenlight?
0: Argento. Mm. I said this, I we had the question earlier. I think it, I would have to follow my heart and give it to Carpenter. Although, I, I mean... Uh, Strike the tie. It's a... It's a flip of a coin to be honest but, in this case the tie, it's the really
1: tie. easy for me and, and it's going to be surprising considering who i am but it, oh it's, no it's... see you later
0: brandon Dude,
2: carpenter still
1: has ideas
0: come He's on Why my... just imagine what that the... score <laughs> our general i got fifty thousand keyboards
1: born...
0: <laughs> <laughs> i picture sausages hanging you look like freddie got fingers yeah. there <laughs> daddy would you like some sausage <laughs> daddy would you like some sausage <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't have faith in what our general can do at this point and it's not that i hate the movie because that you're going to hear in the 22 shots that i don't hate any of his movies still even though the three his three last ones i just don't think that creative control is going to give him all that much he just wants to get behind the camera and make a movie it, it, can he even do it he can't even do it anymore and i'm not saying carpenter can but carpenter is more active he's on twitter He's here and there. He's involved with Halloween. He still is politically charged. He still says things. He—he's a guy that always has a bug up his ass and he has something to say. That—that's why I want to still hear what he has to say. It's going to be more interesting than our Geno doing something like. When's the last time he tried to actually get creative? It was Mother of Tears, which is fine. But think about it. Those other movies aren't really creative. You know what I mean? It's a remake know, like of a his Hit last talk? movie. <laughs> He even criticized it. Didn't understand fucking the remake. I mean, how do you criticize the Superior remake just because, you know, you weren't hired to, as a consultant to consultate? And this is, I just, how do you watch that movie? And I, I don't know. I just, I just don't think that at this age.
0: I watched it the with a past- we both. Me, we're both. <laughs>
2: you know what? I changed my mind. I'm giving my ten million to Yui Bowl.
0: <laughs> Carpenter. Yeah. What if the movie was *Ghost of Mars two? <laughs> I'm like, damn I don't
1: you, care. Carpenter! Carpenter has passion still and something to say, I believe, where I don't think Dario does. And I hate to say it, but I just don't think—I think he'd just be going through the motions at this point.
2: Dario, you know,
1: it's he me, it's Dario. It. Too... Super Dario, brother. Our general's movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I,
0: I didn't find what I said funny. I'm just laughing because Christians. <laughs> oh, because it's hilarious. About to, I would, I'd give the $10 million for that. For Super Dario? Bro. <laughs> yeah. With Bob
2: Hoskins and Dario and teaming up. Take my daughter.
3: She's Gen- naked.
1: Our <laughs> <laughs> general requires too much. Top of his game, our general requires too much dedication that a guy in his 80s just can't give. I just can't see it. Like If you think of top notch, our general. It, it, it's too much vis- visually and everything else and, and, and everything. It's just, it's too much that he can't do it at this age. I just don't see it. Where Carpenter, just with what he has to say is enough. Like, you know what I mean?
2: I didn't contemplate it, was, it deep he, enough. I just thought, man, I really would like to see a 10 million Argento film right now. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I know what just you're
1: saying. The Mantis would look better. Maybe that pre Mantis, if he had $10 million, would look better than that piece of shit one that they put, that, that fucking PlayStation 1 graphic that we had in dracula you're right it <laughs> yeah, looked like playstation one in fucking 2015 whatever the fuck year it was <laughs> okay we better get to the movies and we're gonna come back and we yes. just got a couple of mfks and a couple others and that'll be that so what's next next up from
2: 1985 tom holland written and directed *Fright night a teenager discovers that the newcomer in his neighborhood is a vampire, so he turns to an actor in a television horror show for help
0: dealing with the undead.
2: Well, now, Dave, you got me, you got, Dave's got me scared about I it. I know.
0: I agree, man. And here's the reason. I know how Brandon feels about this film. I think Brandon knows how I feel about the film. This is a personal favorite of mine. I've always loved it. I mean, I used to look at this film as like, I don't know if the effects have aged as well, but I used to love the special effects and makeup in this movie. Oh, I think they've
2: aged beautifully. I think they're still
0: some of them. There's oh, a little inspiring. bit of disjointed in, in the in the. I think it might have been the editor that maybe took some of the fun out of it. But there, because I like most of them. But that, especially uh, Amanda's versus elongated smile at the end, is a beautiful. That's oh, that, amazing. That's terrifying. It's terrifying. Yes. It's it is still to this day terrifying. I've got the fight card the fright ray card or whatever those cards were back in the day and it's just a still of her with that smile and that is it's Nosferatu original Nosferatu frightening to me. Like that image. Wow, and nice. the movie itself, we're talking about comedy horror, here's where it works, in my opinion. This hey, hey, from the from the opening when harmonized. you're
2: watching the TV and you see Peter Vincent like chasing the vampire and he's got the stake backwards.
0: Yeah 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 yeah.
2: Even just little things.
3: things. Oh. Yeah I didn't even know he's
2: got the steak part pointing at him and he's like yeah, begone! You know, uh, creature of the night.
0: You know, he uses that
2: whole reference.
0: And this is how I like Tom Holland—not in—not in a hatchet movie. A I like minute. him behind the camera, directing, and and he does a great job here. And I I, I got to be honest, like that whole a bunch. Just a love to like the Hammer movies and that, like filmmaking, and and it's passed and forgotten, and slashers have taken over. Um, it's funny that. I've always fun. It's it, it's funny that the line bothers me. He's like, all your generation seems to want is um, killers wearing ski masks is hacking up young virgins. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. not right. It's it's actually the virgin. I, I I just it's always bothered me that line, but it's still funny. Right. I laugh, but I'm like, but it's wrong.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. But yeah. <laughs>
0: but I, I again, and I know I'm all over the place, and uh, yeah, I'll let Brandon and you talk. It's just that it, it's just a perfect harmonized thing. The only part and I'm, 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 I've said it before, is that Evil Ed does get on me a little bit.
3: How did he
0: live? He, he, well, I'm just talking about his acting. He gets killed. Why is he fucking
1: back at the end? That doesn't See, make any sense.
0: Here's why he,
2: he lives at the end, because he wasn't staked in the heart, and he removed the stake before he left. He removed the banister thing before he left. So when the curse was broken, the curse was lifted, they lived.
1: E- Evil yeah, but Ed? When you kill Evil the head vampire, live. they all die. Yes, he did. He comes back at the very end, remember? You're so cool, Brewster, and all that shit.
0: It's no, like fucking that's it. just, that's just a, he's not alive. That's just a, a capper for the film. That's just like a, oh, you're so cool, Brewster. It's a, cool, a callback no, 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 to no. the earlier thing.
1: But it's a different voice. It's in a vampire voice now. It's fucking, uh, he's a vampire now. It's not the same, I've you're never, so cool, Brewster, that he said earlier. I
0: have never taken that. I thought it was like a exclamation mark, like, uh, like, almost call back to his famous line, like, oh, you're so cool. You're well, look, Brewster. Part, 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 he's alive.
2: part two would have you think that, because in part two, you know, they acknowledge that, that, that he's dead. But for part one's sake, I think it's sort of like, a, yes, he's still alive. He lived. Why is he still a vampire is another question. But yeah, I, I, won't, I won't even dig into that. The lore in this might just be a little different. Look, he's turned into a vampire much quicker than Amy is. Yeah. He's turned into a vampire, and he's at Peter Vincent's house two
0: seconds after he's turned. Well, it's like Amy, a zombie, right? Like, you could argue, like, what's the, like, the time frame to uh, well, yeah. well, Billy, period time frame. Well, yeah, uh, well, why is Billy an
2: undead? He's not even a vampire. He's, like, an undead thing that turns to goo. Like, there's no, there's a little bit of, like, inconsistency with what they are, but I don't mind it because the effects are so cool. I could see what you're saying, Christian, about it being a nod, but I took it that he's still alive and
0: living in the shadows. It's so funny. Just like I never thought Michael Myers actually ate dog – I never thought <laughs> Evil Ed lived at the end. I thought it was just yeah. uh, I just thought it was a way to cap it off with the "You're so cool, Brewster" callback. Don't, don't forget when he wow. stakes
2: when he stakes Jerry Dandridge, uh, Peter, Peter at the end, he stakes him like in the shoulder. He's not even close to the heart. So my <laughs> joke that I thought that was funny. So I'm like, oh, so he must have missed Evil Ed's heart too. And when he pulls the the wood out, he, he must have broken the curse and he still lives. Now he should have turned back to human, but I guess maybe because he was so injured he can only become a vampire well
1: i don't know i don't want to get into it because i don't want to start off with negative but that was just one question i have a couple other questions but i don't want this to be this kind of thing where i'm coming out with negatives because it's not a negative movie at all for me but i'll say this once again just like i said with trick-or-treat it's 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 a it's a story of three acts here for me the first act is good the third act is excellent Mm -hmm. the second act is just okay it's just a little bit, not a whole lot happened, and it's a little bit slow for me, and I'm not, like, I don't put this on the pedestal that I would put other great vampire movies or great horror movies in general. It's just fine in the second act. I'm not complaining. I just don't see the the blowjob fest that this movie gets from some people. Uh, well, not, not, I, that some not, people
0: being Brandon and I, because uh, this, this it, was my called favorite called. vampire movie. This and Near Dark where my favorite vampire movies growing up, I and then... I always put Lost Boys below that near Dark Let me get my knee pads. Let me get my knee pads. Exactly. On. And I'll be right there. We'll, we'll we'll be circus sealing that because uh I'm going to be we'll be like oh, 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 because it's going to get blown. The music. <laughs> the okay, music. Just...
2: The soundtrack, the score, everything yeah. in this movie is beautiful. I think the performances, even Evil Ed, I, he doesn't annoy me at all. I think I think the acting in this is fine to great. I think Chris Sarandon is fantastic as Jerry Dandridge, Malcolm uh, McDowell, Roddy McDowell, Malcolm McDowell, yes. yeah. <laughs> Roddy McDowell, one of the McDowells, Andy McDowell, <laughs> as great as, uh, <laughs> as Peter Vincent. Uh, I love the setup of this. It's very, I love the slow build of it, of them, you know, moving in slowly, of the seduction, the, the prostitutes, the show that uh, Jerry gives for, uh, for, um Jesus, for Charlie. With yeah. like the boobies. Boobies.
0: Yes. I say, again when you're 15, that scene's the best. Oh, my God. And, and then the elongated fingers. It's cool. Oh. I love that whole build to that. and uh that he can't go he goes to the police and then makes a fool of himself so that he can't go to the police it becomes very hitchcock in the way that i'm talking about from a story structure you can't go and get help you're on your own you've got to figure out how to solve it so his next thought process was to go get peter vincent the great vampire killer i love the progression of story there's a there's a love of movie making and storytelling here that you that you don't usually see uh I do. I I really like it. There is inconsistencies. I didn't notice them when I was younger, um, but they talk about vampires being able to turn into wolves. They talk about the daywalker, the protector, uh, a little bit. So, like, I mean, yeah. things have been anchored. So, I'm I'm accepting of them. Oh wait a minute! So that's what that guy
1: was. That's what you're gonna say. The day walker, he's a vampire that's allowed to... Because I don't know what... That was that was a critique that I've all Again, this is only the second time I've seen it. But the first time I saw it, that's what I said. When they kill that guy on the stairs and he keeps coming back, what the fuck is he? I, I don't understand what he's supposed to be and how he keeps coming back. And I thought he was just like a regular guy, like a familiar. And then this... and I, That was my complaint. How does he die that way? What the fuck is happening here? There's no explanation. But now, you're telling me that he's... That they mentioned day walkers... So therefore, that's what he is: There's a certain type I'm of not, vampire that can not get I, killed by the sunlight.
0: I got to be honest; I'm not sure if they mentioned it in this film, but okay. I, 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 I believe it. in vampire lore. Yeah, there, there's a, a description it, it's of that. Not, and, it's not yeah.
2: mentioned in the film, and that was always part of the thing. Like, oh, what is he? But that adds to it. I think that's one of the I like. I wish I had explanation. He's, oh, sort, he's sort of undead. He sort of, I think. I just say, oh, he's an undead daywalker of some sorts.
1: I mean, it's a great scene, so it's hard to knock it. Oh, it's like, it's so everything good. in the third act. I wish this whole movie would have been the third act. If the, if the if the whole movie would have played out with all the great stuff we see in the in the fucking the third act and the climax and this would this could be a ten out of ten just for visual effects alone and excitement. It'd be amazing. I the love visual, everything that goes down there.
2: The visual well, effects, so. I think, are second to none. I think the comedy yeah. is, is fantastic. Mrs. Bruce, I didn't even notice comedy. <laughs> you know what? When I was a kid. In, you know, in 1986, 87, when I first saw this and, you know, I credit 1985 as as the year that got me into horror, without a doubt. There are five films from that year that I watched as a kid, probably the five films that I've seen the most of any horror film, Fright Night, House, Troll, Once Bitten, Return of the Living Dead, those five films. And they all and they're all comedies. And none of them were funny to me as kids. Maybe once a bit bitten a little, but uh, it's, yeah. but but it's hard to see that it's. I didn't see this as a comedy as a kid. I saw this as a terrifying vampire film. But you watch it now and you're laughing. It's like it's so funny. It's so ridiculous. You know, Charlie's getting screwed by his mother every two seconds. He's hiding in the bushes, watching. She's screaming for him, so Jerry sees them. Then she's like, "All right, well at least he can't come inside." Then the mother invites him in. It's
0: like, yeah, no, like, it's great that way. And even when he's eating the, the apple, how he bites oh, the thank core. God. He throws I it at that. him, and you can see that the apple's been eaten through the core, which was, I just thought, those little Eat nuances hot. were great. He eats apples really?
2: beautifully throughout this whole movie. He's always eating fruit in a beautiful way throughout this whole movie.
0: And I've told you, every time I fucking whistle, every time I whistle, I've mentioned it on the show before, it's Strangers of the Night, and it's because of this fucking movie. Every time every time oh I'm God. like, if I'm bored, I'm like a, I go, and I'm like, holy fuck, Fright Night, <laughs> So somehow, on some sort of level, it's been embedded in me in my psyche, that because uh, he whistles at strangers in the night. And, and the simplistic story development—just
2: the idea that when Charlie's in the house with the cop the first time, he finds the portrait of Amy, and the fact that he won't let it go means that Jerry has to kill him. And then when he meets Amy, he's you know taken in by her and just falls in love with her instantly and has to have her.
0: Simple. Yeah. Simple. Okay, so what's that? the part you don't like? Is it when they're when she's when they go out and they go to the nightclub, that scene, because oh, oh I do love that scene too. That's the best.
1: Nothing but, wrong with that scene. Well, where that where scene. is
0: it that falls, where it falls apart a little bit for you? In I didn't too. say
1: it falls apart. I'm just okay. not, it's just kind That's of, invested. um, whole hum in the second act. I'm just not like, I don't know. It's just, a, I can't explain it. I'm just, I just fall out of it a little bit. It's just not as intriguing. Like the first act is great. It's all the mystery of this and that. Once we know what we know, I guess the stuff with the party I don't dislike it but it doesn't necessarily do anything for me and everything else I, That's I one of know, my favorites.
2: Think... one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie The Seduction of Amy and just yes, sort it's of cool. like and, and and Charlie sort of trying to bring her back. But even earlier on in the film it the comedy little... like when when he first stabs Jerry with the with the pencil which you know, it's it's yeah. funny to think about. It. It's a tiny little wooden stake. It's handed yeah. through the hand. The way he screams in this movie is so calm. And he oh,
3: and like he's a also spin. twisting and around. Like yeah. A
0: spin. Like, yeah. <laughs> but the, love the that. effect, I fucking loved when you'd see it embedded, and then he'd flip it around and pull it out. Yeah. I was like I, the fifteen year old. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like that was top notch practical special effects to spin, me. The
2: spin, the spin. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, didn't find the comedy in that until we watching it over and over and over again. Now it is funny, but yeah. but the pulling out in the vampire makeup is good because that's when it wasn't just fangs. Now you now you had this elevated like oh. vampire look that I think changed how v- vampire movies worked. Like they kind of souped them up a bit. Like they couldn't so, just be and when, guys and, with fangs. And,
2: and he's and Charlie's becoming crazy. He's like he's like setting up all the stuff in his room. He's watching Peter Vincent's and he's like go Peter go It's like slightly crazed yeah he's losing his mind the setup he's got with all his candles and his crucifixes
0: Yeah, the garlic and everything like that it's it's great and the the mom is funny we were about to get into that we got into something else with her about ta- talking about uh, uh the white Salem being stark naked and uh or I, I, there's just she just has every line she has is funny.
2: Yeah, because she's sort of coolest out through. there. She doesn't realize oh, that they're there trying to like Amy. Even says, "I'm ready to make love." Yeah, <laughs> they were ready to make love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they argued in front of the mom, which I found kind of weird. Yeah, yeah and Charlie's
2: like me, Charlie's looking out the window. It's like, yeah, good night. Yeah. I love I love when Amy gets mad. I love when she smashes that burger right in his face. I always <laughs> like that scene. That is
0: good. <laughs> it's just evil, evil either. Ed. It's funny. Stephen Jeffries. I guess it's just he's got that smirk face that he always looks like he's about to laugh and then he the way he delivers his line like my daughter was watching me watch this movie and she was like she came in and she's like this guy's horrible i'm like a lot Uh, of people think that unfortunately a lot of people think that. Um, i don't think he's horrible but i feel like he just somehow there's a bit of a notch that just get take takes the movie down a little bit just because of his performance uh, not for
1: i don't care it's typical for that for the 80s to me that's what i'd even see in the 80s and i could go back and look at that and say hey uh that doesn't bother me but i kind of wish i did see it then because maybe i would have that love i think it has to do with seeing it at that age and being you know close to the age of, of you know of the people in the film maybe that's what it is but i just again i think there's good stuff here i just don't have the yeah, yeah, this
2: love. The nostalgia, the nostalgia, this, even just watching in, in uh, Charlie's room and seeing like the encyclopedias that he used to have, seeing the pinball machine when when Jerry's attacking him and choking yeah. him. Oh, man, Smashing. E- even when he's cleaning out his wound and the blood's dripping over. It, it's like it, I, I, I was reciting lines as they're coming up and I, I have no memory and I'm like what? reciting the movie as it's going along. Like, how am I doing this? That's when, you know, it's like it's one of your favorites cuz I, and I see that. you and the subtle comedy with the mother again you know when she's sleeping and and I mean he's beating the shit out of him he throws him through the closet and she doesn't even wake up <laughs> she's just so clueless I
1: don't know if that's it's, comedy yeah we see that in movies all the time see, I, I didn't really it, get
2: comedy in the I felt like it was subtle comedy like she's so like dopey and ditzy
0: Yeah no it's totally comedy I consider this a comedy horror film. It's it's.
2: Yeah,
3: isn't
1: it weird that I I don't even it doesn't seem like it has any more humor than any other '80s movie
2: to me. Just it's weird. Me. It's a different. I feel like it's a different type of comedy. It's more of a like, like a... Lost Boys.
1: You consider Lost Boys a horror comedy because I don't. There's a couple wisecracks here and there, but I mean it's just it's in that's what movies were in the '80s. No, even like Friday Thirteenth movies had fucking humor in them. There was people cracking wise and I don't know. It's, this one's
2: poking fun, not poking fun at itself, but poking fun at the trope. A little bit,
0: yeah, I think so. I think so too. Well, what about the okay. what about the wolf part when the wolf is running down the hallway? It changes. Like it looks like a couple. Of, they use a couple of different dogs or something like that. And do you do you think they did that on purpose to try to give it a more mysterious look? I've always wondered why it always looks different. Every shot when they cut back to it, it looks like they've used a different dog or something like that. Have you ever noticed that? They
2: so many dogs for that film. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think I've ever noticed that the dog changes, because I've always been terrified by that scene. That was the scene that scared me the most as a kid. The wolf running down the hallway, and then the uh, reverse transformation. Oh, and beautiful. it might be my favorite special effect. When it's, it's beautiful. It's haunting. It's
0: sad. It's sad. The way the
2: wolf, the way the wolf is crawling and crying, and, and how Peter Vincent looks sad. at him, almost
0: like with, with oh, like my... sympathy. Like, uh, like, dude, and... it's, it's. It's, cl- it's classic to me. It's one of my favorite horror movie scenes. Well, and then how Peter Vincent doesn't believe it and then opens up his mirror just in passing and, and looks and then realizes he didn't cast the reflection. And it's yeah. just the way the realization happens and then him being petrified. The fearless vampire uh, killer, is he is just an act <laughs> and he's petrified and doesn't want to have anything to do with it. It's great. Now he comes back in. They really, the character interplay here and story is something that we weren't really used to. Uh, And I think it was, it's just fun. And it was inviting. It kind of reminded me of like, like if uh, maybe not to the same extent, but Robert Zemeckis wrote it, like the back to the future, the way the characters kind of interplay. Maybe I'm being like, going on it gushing over it too much but no, it's much absolutely better not because he's yeah. like
2: he's all over the place he's like i'm leaving i'm leaving he runs away he runs back but he's, he cares about these kids but it's it's just ah uh, so fantastic and yeah you got you got to have faith for that to work on me yeah. mr vincent he's, he's still a non-believer even towards the end because he's yeah. in such shock because like he even says because these kids idolize him like he's a real vampire hunter he's like this is even my real name He's like, well, I must go. Hollywood beckons. A starring role. I have a five hundred child savings bond. I'll take it. Yeah,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, see, like... that's the comedy. There's so yeah. much comedy in there. There, there a lot more. I, I, I think, Dave, I'm shocked that you don't, you don't see it, or, or, or you didn't notice it, or, or you didn't think of it as a comedy horror. I, I, but yeah, it's... weird.
3: I don't know.
2: When he, even when he's on the phone, even when Peter Vince is on the phone with Jerry, and they're going over the terms of the meeting to set up to, to convince Charlie's like. Nah, he's a born-again Christian, so no crucifixes. What about holy water? Nah, he's against that, too. Well, tell him it's just tap water. Oh, that's okay, then. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like... Well,
1: why is it's that not... comedy, that makes sense.
2: That's not funny. But it's just funny that he's on the phone with a real vampire setting up the terms of, of convincing the neighbor kid that he's not a vampire. It's like subtle like humor. It's not like laugh out loud, like, ah-ha-ha, ha. but it's sort of like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're sort of just making fun of it.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh. I don't, that's weird. Here's what. Okay, back to that. This what I don't understand. What did, when they when they made that phone call? What were they asking him to do? That's what I rewound that scene because I didn't quite get the, what they were getting at. We had Peter Vincent call the vampire. Yeah. W- what was he saying to him to say I, I want to bring these kids over to the house for what reason? Why would the, you I don't get to the the that they, of, they, I get prove to me they a actually a tell you. <laughs> Sorry. Wait a minute. No. So, okay. It, it, from their side, yes. From from the side of the kids and everything else, they believe he's a vampire, and Peter Vincent doesn't necessarily believe in vampires. So, yes, I'm going to do what I can to prove them that they're not. But you think that when he called Peter, whatever the fuck his name is, Jerry, he said, these kids think you're a vampire, so I want to come over to the house and let's prove that you're not? You thought that was the nature of the phone call? Yeah. I don't get that. Why would they do that? Because Jerry just wants him
2: to just Jerry just wants him to go away. And he feels like if they can get Peter Vincent to convince but him, how fine. could he
1: prove it? If they're going to come over there with cru- crucifixes and holy water, he's going to be exposed.
2: Yeah, but he used but he didn't bring the crucifixes and he used tap water instead of holy water. So he was fine with it. That's why he was like not agreeing to certain terms. No crucifixes, sure. only this. And once Peter Vincent had convinced Charlie, Jerry was like, "Okay, now I don't have to kill anyone. We could stay here and continue, you know, just Feeding yeah. on prostitutes, but so then was a season.
1: hoax. So they went through all this fucking shit
2: just as a just, hoax. Just to so Tom Charlie, Charlie.
1: yeah would leave him alone, and they paid him to do it, and and That's Jerry was bucks. okay. Yeah, and Jury was okay to do it because it'll get him off his ass. Exactly. Okay, I didn't quite understand that. Well, I was like, what is he saying to them on the phone? Because I didn't get that the kids didn't. I thought the kids might have also believed in it at the time. So, in no, other words, no. they all think Charlie's fucking nuts. His girlfriend. Amy, yeah,
2: Amy and Evil think he's evil. Think that he's going to just go kill some random man next door. And that's why they're like, don't do anything until we get back. Like, Peter, Evil
1: doesn't
0: believe him mind. until he's chased down by by uh, Chris Ugh, Randall. Jerry. My God, I can't. Why, I'm, I'm, uh, so until he, he, gets, another, he goes, they won't bug scene. you anymore. Or beat another you another up. Another great scene
2: when he comes yeah. out of the shadows. Yeah, that's so, that's so, man, there's ah. Whew. How and about Ali?
1: Ali's in this movie
3: from yeah.
2: Friday yes. three.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was great.
2: He gives Jason a better fight than he does Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He That's
3: doesn't
1: true. do anything. Yeah. And oh. why wouldn't the police believe she was kidnapped? When they, what, this is what I understand. This girl gets kidnapped at the end of the movie, and they're talking about not being able to call the police because they won't believe you. So you're telling me that if fucking Peter Vincent calls the police or anybody says, hey, Amanda Bierce's character, she's fucking kidnapped. Go to this house, I guarantee you're gonna find this girl in the house. The police don't believe that a fucking a teenager is kidnapped. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Again, I know, don't want to be negative.
3: I'm you, know just what it, watching, you know what
2: it is? You know? It's also it's also you know she literally disappeared for like fifteen minutes before they're at her house, and also the fact that Charlie has already bothered the police claiming that he's a vampire, so he's already like they've oh, already exhausted that. Yeah. yeah,
1: But a kidnapped fucking girl. It's easy to do. Go to her house. She's not gonna be there,
2: it, and, and it, you go. If that story had gone on like two days later, and he, and um, and she's still missing, then I would be totally with you. How are the police not looking into this? You know, then you know her parents would have gotten involved because it would have been poker night. Also, <laughs> oh, wait a the- minute.
1: You're uh-huh. you're telling me there's a time capsule here. You're saying that this because I I don't know. I know she got turned into a vampire. I know they went to the dance or whatever the fuck it was. That club they were. So you're saying the passage of time. Wasn't like more than a day. It was just like oh, it was, it was a, that night. It was, night. night. it was That night,
2: yeah, that night. All in one night.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah that's fine. That, that I can see that being excusable. I still think if you called the cops and said, "Hey, somebody kidnapped a girl," all you got
0: to do is go to their fuck. Especially not if,
2: not if you're the crazy kid who had the cops there the day before well, saying it's all. a
0: vampire. Amanda <laughs> Burse in makeup in that not the extended phase, but then when she's just I can't like,
1: believe it's the same person. I know. I thought they
0: used a different actress. I thought it was. Yeah, I, she she looks a she, it's gorgeous and, and B, yeah. Yeah. And, and what a throwback to the 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 like the countess or like the, all the vampire, uh, yep. th- vampirists or whatever the hell they're called. Like his like, little slave Rachel slaves are awesome. They're great. Yeah. It's such a great callback, and she looks great. And yeah, uh, the makeup on her, I could not believe it was the same person either. She's for years.
2: she's terrific in this, and uh, you know, a few years ago, probably like three, four years ago, whenever I went to uh, the convention, they did a Fright Night panel. It was just her and uh, Stephen Jeffries there. And he, he's more of a shy, quiet guy. He's a really nice guy to talk to. I think he's a lawyer now in San Francisco. He was, like, really nice to talk to. But she, she like, ran the panel, just talking, just so much talking about the film and her love of the film and a love of making the film. And then we we talked to her. My friend and I, we talked to her for like 30 minutes after she even recognized. She's like, oh, you guys were in the front row on the panel. Like, yeah, she was just super nice. And it just made me even appreciate the film more because both of them were sitting right next to each other. And just you could tell they just had a blast making this film. And they just
0: they must have been friends because they also were. Well, I mean, granted, you could be cast in the same movie together a couple of times, but not a sequel. But they were in fraternity vacation together.
3: It was like oh,
0: a, a teen comedy movie, and she's one of the she's one of the the girls in it. And uh, Stephen Jeffries just the, is the is the geek guy that's along for the the spring vacation.
2: They might have talked. They might have talked about having worked together and stuff like that, and then uh, and then you know being cast in this film. And also, you know, she he mentions that you know the reason why he didn't go for Friday Night Two is because of uh, I think nine seven six evil.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he's dead. I never thought he was dead. Dude. I can't mm-hmm. believe.
2: Yeah, I, I never
1: thought. Listeners chime
0: in. I just, just, I just took it. He's
1: dead. Well, why, why? I don't get why you thought he was dead because the voice was that of a vampire voice.
0: No, it was, it was. I honestly think it's you're so cool, Brewster. Just a no, recreation not. of before. It's exactly that. No, it's not dead no, at all. You're so it's... cool, Brewster.
2: I, I feel mm-hmm. like whether the sound is a vampire or still him, I still think it's him, and the red eyes indicate that he's still a, a, a you know. In, uh, a non-dead being, and he's still alive, and he's just lurking in the shadows there. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that's what I took it as. Wowzers. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, part two Part two says, he, you know, Peter Vincent killed him, so they go with that in that storyline, but, like, a true sequel to this one? I-, I would have Evil Ed
0: still alive. I actually have newfound appreciation. I've never disliked Fright Night 2. It just didn't hold the same candle from the originality and the story structure of uh, even though it kind of copies the actual stru- story of part yeah. one, uh, but it's it's really enjoyable. It's a decent follow-up. It's not on the same level, but the effects are great in that one too. And I watched <laughs> that one this month too, and it was and it, I had a lot of fun with part two. I have the Blu-ray. I gotta watch it, so it's worth checking out. It, but it's not. I don't like it as much as this. Dave, you might actually like part two more. Really.
1: I don't know. I, I I I like this quite a bit, actually. I just don't. I don't know. I I, I don't think two's gonna have that that '80s feel. That I think has. Evil Ed. De- I, I,
2: I think Evil Ed's delivery of his lines once he becomes a vampire is quite sh- scary. When he's talking to Diary after he burns him with the cross, and he's like, "The master's gonna kill you slowly, oh so slowly." So- like it's terrible. It's only like Pennywise. <laughs> he, he does sound a little
3: like that. He, you you sounded exactly him. like
0: him in the movie though too because I that yeah. sounded very much like him and I had to look it up guys and I'm just saying the first thing that popped up is Ed tries to take the wood out of his heart but he was in too much pain he sticks his hand out to Peter to help him but Peter refuses to help Ed and cries as Ed then dies the cross scar on his forehead is also disappearing indicating he is bold dead I agree that's
1: my complaint He died in the movie. How the fuck is he alive at the end? That's what I'm trying to say. That that, that was my last note, literally, is how is Ed alive?
0: I took it he's not alive, and it's just a callback line because they thought it was a cool way to end it.
2: You guys have seen the movie much more than I have. He reached out to Peter to remove the stake to help him. So when Peter takes out the stake at the end, I feel like Ed was really hurt, but I don't feel like he was dead. I never felt that way. I'm I I'm the- fine with it either way, but I always felt like he was alive and looking in the shadows. But I mean, if he was dead and and that end is just sort of like a, you know, a nod to to the famous line, I'm fine with that too. But I I still think he's alive at the end. In my in my opinion, and I love the movie either way. That's
1: fine. I just whatever. I I didn't get it.
2: But his dinner
0: is in the oven. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> what is
0: with that red mop top, though? I always thought that was the weirdest fucking... Like, it's like a it's, red mop. Oh, wow, raggedy end.
2: It's raggedy in. It's terrifying. End. As, a, as a kid, it's terrifying. Watching it now and laughing, especially when he goes, Roar! And Peter's like, ah! And he runs out the room. That's
0: my favorite part of his. His
2: dinner is in is it, the oven.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is.
2: The scene when, when, he, when, when Peter, when they're at Dandridge's house and, and uh, Dandridge knocks uh, Charlie out, Dandridge, uh, Vincent runs out the front door and runs across the street to get Mrs. Brewster, but she's at work, so he goes up to the bedroom because he thinks that's her, and it's Evil Ed in the bed. He's like, what have you done with Mrs. Brewster? Apparently, she works nights. She even left a note. His dinner is in the oven.
3: Rawr! And then he runs
2: out of the room, and then he trips, and then the wolf comes out.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. (laughs) All right. Did you guys realize that when he had that cross burn in his head that way, I just happened to watch this movie for the first time last week that's straight ripped from fucking Horror of Dracula, also known as Dracula, the first Hammer Dracula movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like wow, because it happened in that one. I, I watched *Fright Night* first, and then I watched *Horror of Dracula* like two days. I believe
2: ago. I believe oh, they show sure. horror, horror of Dracula* playing in the background in one of the scenes, don't they?
1: I wonder. I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
2: Christopher Lee. There's one know. of Christopher Lee's *Dracula* films is playing in the background. There's another scene where children shouldn't play with dead things is playing in the background.
0: There, there's really. a lot of there's a lot of Easter eggs that way. I think that's what I said. There's it's a love note to the old style horror film. because you really didn't have vampires. Like, in modern cinema, at that particular point in time,
1: no, not many. We had Lost Boys. We had no, that came out
0: like... two years later. Near Dark. Near Dark oh, came out the year after. Vamp came out the year after or whatever. Like nothing had come out at that point. It was kind of like yeah. what America, the funniest part of American werewolf in London and the howling coming up the same year. There was really yeah. nothing leading up to that for the longest time. And then the two modern vampire or, or werewolf movies came out in 81. And I guess, you know, Fright Night took maybe a, a note from both of those and kind of took the Easter egg kind of uh, homage style of the, the howling and some of the comedic elements of, of, of American Werewolf, and then just matched them together for a oh, Perfectly, and what man, what effects that werewolf oh. scene? Oh my
2: God, those effects! Yeah, that's Even, great. I mean, yeah, you. I, can don't, tell get it. I don't get, get it. I don't get why he's a werewolf. Well, it's just one of the things they, that they, they can talk turn about into. lore.
0: They could turn yeah. into wolves. wolves. They could turn into many yeah. different they do things. In this movie? They mentioned it? No, again, it's just a vampire lore. If you read Dracula, well, they, but if you don't, yeah, like, but you, like, you
1: don't understand. If this is the first fucking vampire we, movie we've seen in years, and when you think about vampires, you think about Dracula. At this point, as a person in 1985 watching this movie,
3: yeah, at
1: least that's what I be. Especially as, as a young man, as a young boy watching this fucking movie, I'm thinking vampires are vampires. So as a, even last night, I'm watching this, I'm like, why is this
0: one a wolf? Why is? it? But then, my, but I, so but that's I don't funny. Give my mind talk. at the end was like, oh, cool, he's a wolf. Like that was so how I was I back in the day. <laughs> this is
1: what my note is. Wolf is a vampire, question mark, followed by Dash. Cool scene, though. So I still think it's cool. I still like it, but I'm still like, but why? You know what I mean? I just, I wish they would have explained that.
2: You know, I've looked it up. I've looked it up because I've seen this movie a million times and because I've wondered as I got older. Because when I was younger, I was like, oh, yeah, cool. He's a werewolf. Whereas now I'm like, no, he's not. He was a vampire. But vampires within the lore of this film and within lore that you can read about can turn into other animals and other... Other shapes, except I just wires. wish they would
1: have explained it in this movie. So, as you're watching it, you don't have to like, yeah, I know. It's just, I guess, I a werewolf, it. you know what I mean? And I'm a seasoned fucking watcher of, of, of these kind of movies. And all of a sudden, it's a vampire movie. And all of a sudden, this guy's a werewolf for some reason. And then at the end, that guy's like a fucking a zombie or some fucking supernatural 35 thing. years ago. I know. I, I'm oh, sure I would have no. questioned it then. Oh. I would have questioned it then, too. I know. Like, well, why? Again, I'm not knocking it. I'm just telling you these are... I have to watch the movie objectively and say this is this is what I like and this is what I wish they did a better job with.
2: That's all there
1: is to it, you know? But Billy, I did enjoy
2: it. Billy Cole getting killed, that effect. I, I think the comedy in that is just that it lingers for so damn long until he's a dried-out skeleton. And it's, it's just so insanely awesome and over the top. But I... Fucking love it, that that goo, the With melting and
0: just starts oh. dropping down. I know and the
2: way he's screaming. <laughs> fa-
0: Again, I said this movie, I was like I, at the time it just hit every everything for me because it had the gore, it had that shot of the girl naked <laughs> at the beginning, it had vampires and it had comedy and it had characters that they could relate to. And then that that Sort of just ending with that a mouth of fangs, is just freaky. freaky. Welcome to fright night. Fright night. He has to roll the R's for real. Yeah.
3: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I love I when we're, Jerry we're, laughs.
2: When he, when he laughs, every time he laughs.
1: <laughs>, <laughs> it's
0: beautiful.
2: I just think the biggest critique I have – the only critique I have of this film is if you're a vampire and you're going to sleep in the basement, buy a fucking house without 10,000 windows in the basement. (laughs) I think they broke two.
0: (laughs) Maybe Well, they were breaking
2: all of them, all the ones that Billy was painting black at the beginning of the film. Yeah. I love the scene where where they're at the house early on when they're all at the house when he's proven that he's not a vampire and Billy keeps trapping uh, Charlie in the room and just tormenting him. You see in the background, he's like – Trying to intimidate him.
0: <laughs> What's in the basement, Charlie?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. A coffin. Hey, kid. A, hey, kid. What? <laughs> hey, kid. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, good stuff, the man. Bat,
2: the bat creature. Oh my god. The, yeah. you, you gotta see oh, the documentary great. too. The, the documentary is just. I will a love letter will. not only to this film, but a, just a love letter to practical effects. I mean, the amount of work. I mean, this film is is top-notch practical effects
3: the reason Absolutely.
2: why people hate cgi and i don't hate cgi i'm not one of these like you know i'm not one of these i hate anything that's cgi but uh man this is a love letter to practical effects
1: i'm so happy my daughter is all about fucking gore now she's obsessed with it all of a sudden and, and practical effects of course right. so like even yesterday i'm watching creep show and i had to stop it i go stop i, I you know and I'm like, Frankie, I go, come back. I'll wait for you. You got to see this. You got to see the scene when, when, when Fluffy bites, bites into the guy <laughs> and rips his head and this and that and, and So She goes, oh, she goes, she goes, she goes, that's why you're the best dad. You, you wait, you save the gore for me. So she all of a sudden has this appreciation for the gore, them. slash, practical effects because there's no gore in cgi so this girl who's fucking 14 years old is gaining a love for old school practical effects and not yeah. cgi where so now she can differentiate you know where, where there was a time she didn't know the difference and now she's like i like that stuff see when i was her age, i wanted to grow up to be tom savini that was my thing i wanted to go to that school i wanted to be an effects artist now she is is seeing this and she's all into it so it's, it's exciting you might not
2: be an effects artist <laughs> but you are a dick like tom savini I've, just... I've never met i've never met tom samini so i don't know you just hear mixed stories about him
0: <laughs> brandon what i want i'm pretty sure i know where you're coming in but what are you what do you what do you rate it I, I you know what i if you critiqued it if you pointed out
2: plot holes in this or issues like dave has and i could see people having those issues it just can't affect my love and my nostalgia for this film. I'm blinded by this film. I'm just, it's the film I credit with getting me into horror along with those 1985 films, whether they're good or not, they just got me into horror. And, uh, it's a 10 out of 10. It'll never be anything but for me.
0: I, uh, reviewed this when I, when I joined on uh, slice and dice way, like going back three years, I think now at least. And, I think I did it with Night of the Demons, and I didn't want to be the the schmuck on the show that gave both movies 10 out of 10. But I actually have to agree. Even though I knock Ed, Evil Ed and and Stephen Jeffries' performance, I can't, this movie got me, like, just solidified my love for horror. And I watched this movie so many times, and revisiting it, I'm like, wow, this is such a great movie. It's just a fun movie. Uh, and uh, such a, a love note to to vampire films and and everything else. Ten out of ten as well. Yes.
1: Damn the same okay. <laughs> friggin' thing. The same friggin' thing that happened. Although this movie I like more. I mean, not by the rating, but just by its you know the fact that it exists. But the same damn thing is going to happen here that happened with the Cannibal Holocaust. I give this movie an eight out of ten. I'm not going to budget, so it's in the hall of fame. <laughs>
2: yeah. See, so that's what I was worried. About. I was afraid. I I knew Christian loved it. I just wasn't oh, sure if he can... was ten or not. I knew. I said in my mind, I said Dave's given this an eight. I said I feel like this is gonna be like a Black Christmas type of thing where he doesn't hate it. People think he hates it, but he doesn't. But I know Boy. he doesn't love it like everyone else does. But I was afraid Christian was gonna be like nine, nine and a half, well, and it's I... gonna be like.
0: I, I think I gave it a nine on such a day, and then afterwards I was mad about. It. Like, who gives a fuck? At the end of the day, it's a rating, but I, I do. I love this movie, and I don't care if nostalgia plays into it. But it, it, it is just a fun, and I it's lived like so. Nostalgia plays into it, but eventually, like you watch it over and over again, it's still I still love it. Well, I watching
2: still... it. Watching it last night because I watched this last night. I, my dad was, came in and joined me for like the end of it, and he's like, wow, "That's a good movie," and and I, I was just like, "This is this is one of my favorite," and I kept saying, "He's like, I know it's one of your favorite." It was just, I still had the same experience I did over the last thirty plus years watching this film. I fucking love it in that club scene. I love it. I know people think it's goofy when she's dancing with herself, but I think it's ah, oh, fucking. I love yeah. everything in this movie. Ten out of ten. And you know what? You might not want to be the person to give two tens in one show, but. It might happen the show, so.
3: <laughs> oh boy. Well, that was well, different. That, well, that
0: was a different, but that was because they didn't. They didn't have the same love for Night of the Creeps. I think Joey did, but yeah, I, and I was like, I was flabbergasted because. And like, where oh. are they now? Cancel. <laughs> Cancel, <laughs> <Canceled>, he
2: says. <laughs>
3: Listen, I'm gonna run
0: upstairs. I'm retired. Can't. Uh, we'll answer some more
2: questions. You
1: don't
3: need me. Who the fuck am I?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll some more questions. I laid back. But yeah, I, I I I hear you, man. I'm struggling. I was struggling with the rating for this last one because uh, uh, this was my favorite view of it. Oh, uh, and and every time I watch it, I'm like, why don't I watch this even more? Like, why is this not uh, on the top of list of Stephen King adaptations?
2: Yeah. Well, that's why, why I had it on, even though, even though it was a disaster. That's why I had it on my uh, solo cast as one of my top ten underrated films.
0: Yeah, and as a and, hidden, and, I had it
2: as a hidden gem. I think I had I, it at number nine on the hidden gems list because I don't think it people is. talk I about mean, it this. Popular, but people don't talk about it enough. No,
0: yeah, I think people are, are aware of it, but they definitely yeah. don't talk about it enough. I mean, I know it got turned into a show, which I've never watched, and I've heard good things about great. as well. The show, yeah. was,
2: the show was terrific. Well, The movie is next level.
0: and That's just a little teaser, everybody, since I don't know what Dave's doing. Feather dusting his balls for like the next five minutes.
2: But... Getting his rotisserie chicken and his treadmill going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I gotta fire up the treadmill and the spit.
0: <laughs> awesome. Oh, man. So you watched everything last night?
2: I watched Fright Night last night, the Dead Zone the night before, and Waxwork the night before that. I always put everything off to the last minute, but I like to be as fresh as possible.
0: No, I, I I hear you. I I watched the Dead Zone was my last watch. I had watched Waxwork earlier in the month, and yeah, it's
2: weird. I, I kind of like I I knew I knew I was gonna do this like in terms of the order. I knew I was gonna reverse the order because if we went in your order, it would have been Dead Zone, Fright Night, Waxwork, and I even though I like Waxwork, I didn't want to end with Waxwork.
0: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> We're just talking, we were just teasing about uh, our our, uh, like, or extreme like, or possible extreme like for the Dead Zone. But we had some questions and we had to lead into it, right?
1: Yeah, we got some questions. Here we go. We got some, most of them are quick hitters, so we're good. Mary Fuck Kills and whatnot. So, (laughs) Eric, Mary Fuck Kill, Moods, Jeremy, JP.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why does it always have to be other podcasts? Oh, I
1: love so, that stuff. I wish I can do that every show. I love other podcasts. I love this stuff. I don't know why. Marry
2: post- Moods, fuck Jeremy, kill JP. All
3: right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, JP. <laughs> and
0: I'll say fuck Moods, marry JP, and, <laughs> killed, <say> fuck, <laughs> and kill Jeremy.
3: Fuck Moods. Don't, <laughs> it's just funny don't
0: like... I mean. Yeah. Like you're seriously
2: right. contemplating. Like, you know what? I'll say,
0: "Fuck moods." <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> Like, a, there's a lot of thought that was being put into this. I Either I way, Jeremy's about, like I'm, dead.
2: I'm like, I'm marrying moods because moods is like, he's, you know, he's doing well career-wise. You know, he's, he's got doing a collection. Business. Yeah, the collection too. That definitely came in. That's what it. I'm
1: saying. That <laughs> I always think about it. We're we're all going to have a different answer too. So it's like, okay. I definitely got to marry Moods because of his collection and everything else, and I'm I'm sure we watch a lot of the same things and be cool and listen to a lot of the same music and be cool, so that'd be nice and easy. Um, I don't want to fuck anybody, so if I have to fuck somebody, the, the point is I gotta kill somebody else. I'm 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 really a, a, a better friend with JP than I am Jeremy, so just by default I gotta keep JP alive, so I guess that means I gotta fuck him too. So I fuck JP to keep him alive, and I gotta sacrifice Jeremy. No offense, but you know I'm better friends with JP. I banged Jeremy
2: just to take his virginity and kill JP <laughs> because he annoyed me on the trivia show so much by highlighting the questions green, fucking driving me nuts. I,
0: I declare myself as the champion. Thank you, everybody. Where's <laughs> my trophy? I declare myself the champion. I thought, you, know, you weren't even part of it. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was. He was in round one 16 <sighs> years ago.
0: <laughs> as was I, but I'm not crying about it still.
2: I got every boned. I got boned three times. They boned by JP or Jeremy. <laughs>
1: yeah. Or no one
0: married him. <laughs> you and J- mostly
1: JP. <laughs>
2: JP boned you
1: Okay. Uh, so that's that. Uh, oh damn it! Every time I got, now I gotta go. I gotta go find the page again. Open it up. Do the search for questions every fucking time. All right, hold on. Christian, is
3: that a
2: Chewbacca in the top left? Yeah. It's really quite a scary Chewbacca from
0: here. It at scary from here. We went. We were at the Star Wars thing again like in in, oh, in 2016. Okay. It's like a. Uh, it's like a <laughs> Chewbacca. It looks. It looks much cuter
2: now.
1: Oh, like, you should have a brain. The... Oh, put a brain in it. That'd be great. brain <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Get like a little soft brain. I fucking dude. It looked
2: terrifying <laughs> in the back there. I I don't know because of the look at it. Doesn't that look creepy back there? Like that?
1: Yes, it looks like Darth Maul. It looks more like Darth Maul than Chewbacca. <laughs> Wow! We you call it a scary
3: Chewbacca?
1: Chewbacca in the <laughs> a scary Chewbacca is the one that's in uh, Poltergeist. Cause remember, he puts the jacket over fucking um over oh. the clown in the bedroom when he's scared of the clown. He throws and Chewbacca's on the back of it. And some, somehow that Chewbacca always a little bit. Scary. I'm
2: basically the Chewbacca of the podcast because I'm Wookie of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Waka
0: waka
2: waka Can I impale okay. myself on something? Here? <laughs> Can I Gordon myself? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next after those guys? Uh, do, do, do. Okay, Keith. If you were to actually remake Friday the Thirteenth with Pamela as a central character, who would you want to cast the role? Jane Lynch would be my choice.
0: That's a good well, choice. We've had this discussion already, and I told you no. no I go with
2: Naomi Watts.
0: Shut up! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I hope you do because I think it's perfect, and that was she my is. idea. I would love that. I, I think if Victor Miller gets the rights. Mr. Miller, let's remake that movie because everybody wants to do the Jason one. Everybody wants Jason. No one thinks a Pamela one could work. I think Pamela one could work. A true remake obviously it wouldn't be Who Done It this time. I would just change the 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 POV point of view of, of the film.
2: I'm going to go with a crazy opinion here. One of the few people who has donned the Pamela sweater in the past and say Amy Steele should play Mrs. Voorhees.
1: Holy shit!
2: Wow. That'd, that'd
1: that'd be is, fan I Why about that, because I'm thinking she's too young. But then some of my things are too young.
2: Well, my my other choice, which was Jackie Weaver, she's she's probably too old now. But Amy I like Steel her would be. Too actress. Young. She no, would be she's too perfect. Young. Amy Steele. I think she's right in the sweet spot. But Jackie Weaver, who was like my choice of like actresses, I was thinking about, because she, she's really short. She's like four foot eleven. I think it's more menacing to have like a short, like unassuming looking killer. But uh I think she's too old. I think she's probably in her mid to late sixties. Yeah, but isn't
1: that what
0: Pamela was? No, she was 50. Pamela fifty? Fifty. Yeah, fifty. And that's why that's Naomi Watch is perfect. Naomi watched no makeup, perfect. But <laughs> <Naomi laughs> when I watch I watch I, I <laughs> agree I'm, with you. I'm, I'm keep sorry, am I, right? I kept cut cutting him off. I feel right. so bad. he looked although he agreed with me, he looked pissed for one split second there. So I apologize. I talked over
1: No, no, I'm not pissed at all. I'm not pissed at all. I know I'm saying this. I agree with Naomi Watts, but again, when I I just watched it, when I watched Friday the 13th, the original, and I see Betsy Palmer, I don't see somebody that's 50. I just don't. I see somebody that's older. Like, I'm fucking 48. I don't see me two years in the same fucking realm as fucking Betsy
2: Palmer in that fucking You're my movie. third choice do. to play, Mrs. Voorhees.
1: <laughs> well, because my first choice, because I love her, I, I, I love what you said, see, so I wasn't going to steal it, but that, yeah, probably. Juliette Lewis, because she's my favorite actress anyway, it doesn't matter, and she can go from zero to crazy, I could see her in that fucking role, but then again, I thought, well, maybe she's too young, because again, she's fucking, she's the same age as I am, give or take a year or two, but I'm like, man, I think that'd be great, and then I said, okay, who else could it be, then I thought maybe Toni Collette, because it's, it's fucking Toni Collette, but I'm like, you know what, I think she looks too young. Again, I see her as mother like I see her in, in Midsommar or, i pardon me, Hereditary, or I see her as mother in Krampus. I yeah. don't see, Either
3: when Tony I think of Collette Betsy
1: Tony Palmer,
2: Todd.
1: You know, <laughs> <laughs> even when funny. you saw the remake of Friday the 13th and they showed the other woman, and, and she looked like an older woman in her 60s. Same thing when they when they recast that's her. That's too old, season.
0: in my opinion. But Betsy Palmer was, I guess, 53, 54, depending on on when uh exactly I, I didn't check her exact birth date so depending okay. on okay i just yeah in real life she at the time older. yeah
1: she just seemed older to me
0: so she looked like the woman seven. in jaws <laughs> the mom in
1: Jaws. oh yeah what about the woman in Jaws? how old she oh, looked <laughs> sure. oh that mom oh yeah alex kittner's mom yeah Oh, that's a whole other fucking right but this is years removed from when he died so i get that jason might have died well that's what i'm saying jason died in 57 this is 1980, so fucking, you know what I'm saying? 23 years later, this is, so they, they gotta be old. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, I, I'm just picturing that a woman that had a, a an eight-year-old, whatever the fucking 57. The the kid was born 1950. This is 1980, so 30 years ago she gave birth to her child. I'm picturing that's a grandma now. You know what I mean? But anyway. So ultimately, I settled on this because she's the right age, I think. I picture an older woman, and I think the best answer... (laughs) 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 No, no, that's a great one. But no, I think the perfect person to do it would be Jessica Lange. She's the perfect age. uh, When I see her in American Horror Story. Good good choice. I I, I think
2: she's too old, but it's a really good choice because she's such a great actress.
1: Yeah, but put her in a makeup. Uh, look at look at American Horror Story season.
0: Yeah, one. make her look younger. Yeah,
1: you could do it. I think she'd be great because she's <laughs> just, she can how about a how
2: look
0: at American Frank Horror Story season one. What? Sorry, we both talked over each other. Did you say look at American Horror Story season one? I did. Wasn't that ten years ago? Yeah, but she was still she older than that. She though. can
1: go back to that look. But I'm saying she was the mother of a special needs child in that movie and the mother she just and she would, she went crazy about her children. That's all I'm saying. I, I that's what I was pulling it from, her performance in that.
0: No, movie. and and I think that's where I agree with you because I remember that and and you're right. I think there are some similarities there to the old Mrs. Voorhees. And I Hughes. said bring
2: back Pamela Springsteen as Pamela Voorhees <laughs> and just change it from Camp Crystal Lake to Camp Arawak.
1: <laughs> That'd be
3: cool. <laughs> Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> and instead of Jason, it's TC. Is there something? <laughs> <laughs> or TP? TP? TC? TC? TC.
1: All right. Here's Dave Parker again. Mary, fuck, kill. <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Tom Selleck. Sam Elliott. <laughs>
2: oh I'd marry man. Tom Selleck. I'd fuck Sam Elliott. And I'd kill Burt Reynolds.
1: Wow. If, B- or if Burt Reynolds were alive. I would marry him. I marry Burt Reynolds because he's cool. It'd be cool to hang out with. He's beat the fuck the out money. of you.
0: <laughs> that's why I'm ki- that's why I'm killing yeah. him. I'm going with Zelly. Well, that was uh, Lonnie Anderson. Wasn't that the big controversy? Yeah, oh, but Lonnie no. had it coming.
3: <laughs> 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 Whoa! She tried-,
2: she tried to scare Loomis. <laughs> get out, get out get of
0: there! Get away Lonnie. from that house, Lonnie. Bert, no! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can you make this it, is that, horrible? You gotta,
2: you gotta be able to put a together of that get your ass
1: away from there.
3: <laughs>
1: That's
2: awesome. We gotta put together some soundbite of that, Christian. God, i fuck
1: Sam Elliott. i fuck Sam Elliott because I think I like him. He's cooler. I like him more than than uh, than Tom Selleck. So I had to kill Tom Selleck. So there
0: you go. I'd fuck Tom, marry Sam, and kill Bert. I guess. What a weird fucking question. It's a great question. (laughs) It's a
3: great question.
1: They're familiar. It is.
0: Ghoulies 3.
2: Yeah, I'd fuck Ghoulies (laughs) 3.
0: That one's killed. I'd kill a Ghoulies 3.
1: Okay, Lucas asks, if he hadn't remade Halloween, do you think Rob Zombie would still get the bizarre amount of hate from so many horror fans? Yes. I say no. Do you say yes? Yeah. Really? I think Halloween was like the nail in the coffin for anything he did. As soon as he did that shit, and then the white horse in part two, I just think, in the way his characters are, I think the Halloweens were the ones, because remember, he did House of a Thousand Corpses, which was mixed, and everyone loved, for the most part, Devil's Rejects. Then, after the Halloweens came out, I think that's when everybody started fucking piling up on him, but that's me.
0: Agreed. I agree. So I don't think he would have gotten as much hate, even though I am the lover of him out of the three of us. I watched 31 again this month, Man, everybody's wrong about that movie. It's fun. It's a fun movie. People are crazy.
2: I would marry and then fucking kill that movie. <laughs>
1: nice. I'll tell you what. I watched Halloween 1 and 2, Rob Zombies, to start this, this year off, and I came up again on Halloween. So now I have Halloween 2 at a 7.5 and Halloween 1 at 7. I enjoyed it more. I just As soon as I distanced myself from the original – it slowly just kept getting better. I had to pretend the original didn't exist and just take the movie for what it was. And I like it. I don't think I'm going to get higher than a seven, but I did come up. On
2: I feel it. like <laughs> whenever horror filmmakers or filmmakers in general come from doing something else, you know, being famous musicians or whatever, they tend to get more hate. It's like, stick to what you know, you know? So I just feel like the hate would be there whether he touched them or not. Did it go up during the Halloween? Sure. Because, you know, they're certainly classic horror films and, you know, people hate remakes, but I still think he'd be getting a tremendous amount of hate, especially if he made three from hell
0: again.
1: <laughs>
0: <sighs> next question.
1: Okay, next question. Oh, well, here we go. Mary Fuck
0: Kill Watson. Yep.
1: Nancy Thompson, Lori Strode, Cindy, Sydney Prescott. Hmm. Well, Lori's the fucking. She's she's. She's the best personality, she's the smartest, everything uh, else. She's I think I'd life. fuck
0: Nancy, uh, marry Lori, and kill Sydney. That's exactly how I would do it.
1: Yeah. Would you say fuck Nancy? Yeah,
2: yeah. fuck Nancy. She's half kill. passed out already, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: With her kill, mouth open like Sydney. it? Sh-
2: Here, take like- another <laughs> hit in bitch. Take another hit the <laughs> You won't remember this at all. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm that ghost daddy, her. I
1: I'm more attracted to Sydney than I am Nancy, so I'm am I'm gonna fuck Sydney and have to kill Nancy, unfortunately.
0: Anyone who gets
2: around Sydney winds up dead. It's like get away from
1: <laughs> her. I'm just gonna fuck her though.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's okay.
1: Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think she'd be good too because she's yeah. Anyway, okay, uh, here's another MFK. Franken- well, no, Dave, Dave, why,
0: why would you think she's good? I want to know. Tell, tell me the psychology behind why you think she'd be good. You were going to jump right over that, but let's get into it. Why would she be good?
2: Because she, she had her burn scars removed in the craft. <laughs> she
1: just has that look about her. She just has that look about her. She just looks like a dirty birdie to me. She I, got damn
2: dick-sucking lips.
1: She's more attractive to me <laughs> sexually. She she's more attracted to me attracted to me sexually than, than uh than Nancy that's all you know she's
2: you. more attracted to you sexually or are you more attracted to her
3: sexually yes,
1: I'm more attracted to her <laughs>
3: she's more attracted to me what oh, a poppyseed attractive not attractive that's that, no, not <laughs> that attractive no oh. Christian Chris heard it you know, I heard it more too more attractive oh maybe
1: yeah. I will stop, but I meant to say attractive. Either way, and she looks like a porn star. There's a certain porn star that looks that like like Sydney kind of. So, and I, I like her a lot. Anyway, let's go. What the hell? Um, I don't know why fucking Christian. Um, MFK Frankenhooker, Bride of Frankenstein, and Watson. <laughs> what? Kill them all. Who wrote that? Oh, uh, Paul Paul Manson. That's amazing. Uh,
0: Bride of Frankenstein, Frankenhooker. Oh my god! No,
1: Bride of Reanimator, Reanimator. Oh, Bride, Bride of Re-animator, Reanimator,
2: Watson or Frankenhooker?
1: Yeah, I'd marry Watson. There's no question about it. I'd like to hang out with Watson. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to hang out with Watson. That that I marry Watson. I I haven't even seen Frankenhooker. The idea doesn't rub me the right way, and she's a hooker, so I, I don't need that. I'll just kill her, and uh, I'll fuck Bride of Reanimator.
2: I'd fuck Frankenhooker. Okay, Kill, Question. kill, kill can... Bride of Reanimator and marry Watson. Jesus. How really? bad of a marry, fuck, kill is it when we're all marrying Watson? Oh, I have an <laughs>
0: answer to that. I will yeah. fuck Frankenhooker, marry Bride, and kill Watson. <laughs> and I'm not trying to do that to be different. I mean, that would, there'd be no other answer that would make sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to kill Watson over fucking Bride of Reanimator?
0: Yeah. Bride, Bride Reanimator is so annoying. You talking I'm about the into- actual bride herself or the movie? Either or, they're living. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it was what's her
1: name from Return of the Living Dead Three, Minnie oh. Clark character,
0: Kill, Kill Watson. Go. Oh, Kill Watson. I got the question wrong. I thought it was Kill Watson Z. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm still oh. killing Watson. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Here
2: Barry, be. fuck, kill. Watsy, TGIF 13, or Watson?
0: <laughs> well, I guess Watsy's still in the air, but you I know it's going to be one host. Because <laughs> I'm That'd married be TGIF. TV. I'm fucking Watsy, and I'm killing Watson.
1: <laughs> so Watsy remains out with his
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Watsy. Here I am. <laughs>
0: Kind of weird. Watson, you want to say anything? It'll be great if it's like Week in a Bernie's. It's like, nah, nah, nah. It's just like a, you just string him up in the corner. He's like, thumbs up for the movie. I'll just play old <laughs> clips. Yeah. All right.
1: Tell me about a Dave Z and pause. You know what I
3: mean? <laughs> I'm talking. It'd be great. Get a little. So to get
0: that, let me bring it on down for you, homies. And then you just put that in and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on. Oh, that'd
1: be funny. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh,. Well, okay, well I'm gonna ask B a question. B, if you had it for mid follows, would you be willing to pass it on to Frankenhooker?
3: <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Okay,
1: well you wouldn't fuck a hooker, he said when we talked about it. So. Okay, Frank Franken Frank, Frank, hooker,
2: Frank I, I'm not a Frankenhooker fan.
1: Okay, well there you go. So you fuck Frankenhooker. Okay, Frank. MFK from Sean Parnell, a Ghoulie, a Gremlin, and a Critter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we know this. A Gremlin or a Critter.
0: Marry a Gremlin. Fuck a critter, kill with extreme prejudice, a ghoulie.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I think I'm with you on that. I agree.
1: Well, hold okay. on. Are ghoulies ever cool? Are they ever like chill?
2: When they're muppets.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Only the one from Demons Two. Oh, can I oh. can I marry fucking kill Davy? Uh,
3: Davey.
2: that come Davy. Davey, Gordon, Muffin or Muffin. Or Muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck Gordon. I'd marry Davey, and I'd kill Muffin.
3: Oh, I, I couldn't mean, kill
2: Muffin.
1: I'd kill Gordon since he wants to be dead anyway.
0: <laughs> a damn You'd suicidal do dog. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'd, go. I'd Gordon him for him. Right. Yeah, fuck
3: it.
1: Okay, uh, I'm going to have to answer... A ghoulie doesn't seem threatening to me, so I'm going to marry the ghoulie because I think I, I, I can survive. I a gremlin's know, he's, really too... <laughs> he's what?
2: Yeah, that's how you take these questions so seriously. You live it in like a real... fucking <laughs> toilet, Dave.
1: The fun of it is to take it seriously and to break it down. I'm trying to... A gremlin's fucking crazy and dangerous, but it might be good in bed because a, a critter's too small to fuck. So I guess I'd fuck the gremlin and i kill the critter. So that's where I'm going with it. Okay. Um, Heather. Here you go, Heather. Listen, everybody. You have to sacrifice myself or Scott Crawford to the Cenobites. Who gets to see the sights?
2: Scott.
1: Scott what? Yeah. He gets to go to the Cenobites?
2: Yeah. Uh, Scott, yeah. Scott's getting, Scott's getting killed by the Cenobites. But interesting fact is that Heather, it was the inspiration for the female Cenobite deep
0: throat. <laughs> <laughs> wowzers oh. it's one of those shows oh. <laughs> yeah. well
1: i would i would ask heather i love them both but i would ask heather heather i would give her the choice i would say heather because you never know with her she might want to she might be like a frank she might want to go explore that crazy sexual stuff and it might be a good thing because she even says see the sights. so maybe she has a, an interest in it because she has a freaky kind of side got this go, too. heather like that, they
0: might have the, some freaky shit with his beard or something like that that they'll do.
1: Yeah, I just think that I I would let Heather take the choice, but if I if she didn't give me a choice, I would just have to let her live, and, and I'm sorry, Scott. Nothing personal. I
2: just... Scott's I'm, getting killed by the CD Cenobite.
0: <laughs> the shittiest <laughs> of all Cenobites is who comes out Five this
2: Five-disc changer, I believe, is his name.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's just all ZZ Top show, albums. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I just can't sense. She's got legs.
0: Sorry. <laughs> okay,
1: here we go. Here's another Heather question. You get to design your own horror movie escape room. Which movie do you base it off of?
2: This one's easy for me. Really? What is it? Yeah. Saw. Yeah, that's... Saw? It's, it's designed about Saw, and it, it's, it's complicated because there is a definitive right answer. And unless you f- solve each room correctly, you die at the end. Or The Lodge, but that would just be basically a bunch of people in an escape room sleeping.
0: <laughs> Nap time. Why not Friday the 13th? I mean, just makes sense like a cop I would answer, but like, saw the same thing. It's like, oh, that yeah. is like a, an escape room. Friday the 13th. The goal yeah. is you gotta do you gotta, each thing. Cabin, cabin, cabin. You gotta cabin. To cabin, you to cabin. Box set before the timer runs out. <laughs> I gotta fucking do this. <laughs> 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 I would like that I would I would come in my pants if I found out there's a thirteenth. You, you gotta piss it's on a rat
2: right. or your time runs out and you die yeah.
1: well I've never been into an escape room so I'm only going just by guessing what they're all about and uh, I, I did think so but I don't want to take the same answer but I thought of something that might be cool I think the Shining a whole Overlook Hotel
2: type thing oh that would be cool that would be cool I, I think what we were just talking That'd about be would be a cool design oh yeah Wouldn't it? The rooms all look like (laughs) Lamont's.
3: You can't say that.
0: Get out of my room. Get out of my room.
1: All right. Last question from Jonathan. If you had to choose one, Halloween 2 or Halloween 2018? No question, Halloween 2.
0: Halloween 2.
2: Halloween 2 and H2 before Halloween
0: 2018. I agree. As a matter of fact, I I, I agree with
2: that. Friday 2, Nightmare
0: 2 rocky two you yep. two are we on to the next movie
1: Here we are let's get on to the next movie those questions are fun i can't wait to do them again yeah, oh, yeah. oh there's one more wait a minute sorry if you had to have sex with one animal what would it be who
0: wrote these
1: a gun to your head one animal what's the answer
0: watson no an animal come on a real animal
2: have you really gotten to know him? He's a fucking animal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd uh, I'd fuck animal from the Muppets.
1: <laughs> There's only one good answer for this. Because I had this discussion years ago uh, in the 90s. We were sitting around one night. A bunch of friends and I even got wasted. And somebody posed a question. And it was figured out that a dolphin is the correct
0: answer. Why is it the correct answer?
1: Well, think about it. it it's in the water. It's It's clean. It's it's soft. I I think a dolphin it would just be. I,
2: a, I would go with a sea anemone. Sea me I don't. I can't even answer that question. I don't know. I I don't want to fuck in the water. A dolphin. Shrinkage. Well, the dolphin out of the water. Shrinkage. <laughs> I'm worried about shrinkage. Oh man. Maybe a deer. Okay. A deer. <laughs> <laughs> I just crossing. pictured it. In the middle of the street while he's sucking headlights. (laughs) Sucking headlights, you said? Ducking headlights. You know, know, they get frozen in the headlights. Like he's in the middle of the road, you pull up to a stop, and there I am fucking in the middle of the street. Oh, shit. Oh, man.
1: Let's talk about The Dead Zone.
2: The Dead Zone from 1983, written by (laughs) Jeffrey Bone, based on the novel by Stephen King, directed by David Cronenberg. A man awakens from a coma to discover he has a psychic ability.
0: All we right. did talk about this when you went upstairs very briefly, Dave. We said no one seems to talk about this movie. Just as a movie, as a Stephen King adaptation, it always seems to get more or less overlooked. More or less. Yes, I agree.
2: And
1: I and, and as a Cronenberg,
2: no one ever talks about it. Yes, exactly. and I mentioned that I had it as my number nine on my Hidden Gems solo cast. It was Ooh. on my top ten, so it was one of the films I talked about. Even though it is probably the most popular film I talked about on the solo cast, it is gravely overlooked or underrepresented. It's,
0: Made basically the same year. The pin of,
2: it's basically the pin of Cronenberg's.
0: Made the same year as Videodrome. A couple of actors that are in Videodrome pop up in this. Uh, and uh, like Milo and, and uh, one of the others. It's this. And Stitch? And Stitch? M- M- Milo's <laughs> Milo and Otis Milo and And Otis? <laughs> That's a better one. This fucking guy goes Disney. <laughs> anyway (laughs) adult horror Cronenberg was into adult horror which Eddie consistently was into it when there were slashers and this that and the other thing he just said nope not interested and it's focused on adults more or less I mean uh and the story is fantastic it makes me want to read the king book immediately again I've watched this a handful of times over the years and it gets better with each watch this was my favorite watch no question uh it's tense. it's not slow moving, it's a, it's, it's an hour gone. it's about an hour and forty minutes maybe an hour uh, whatever it may yeah, be but it, it, and it seems like there's more than three acts almost and it always seems every twenty minutes it's turning into it, something else or yeah. evolving into something else.
2: Yes, it, it feels like three movies in one, which is a great thing. It feels very episodic, and uh, I, I've said this before, and I will stick by it because I do love Cronenberg. This is my favorite Cronenberg film. Wow. I know wow. that's weird to say because his other films have a very Cronenberg feel to him, whereas this you could say anyone directed it. But in terms of story and, and performances, the music in this and just a, a film that hits you in the fucking feels. Yep, yeah, for sure. I mean just a gut punch to the feels. This film just just does it for me.
0: Imagine that, man. Like you getting actually you, you wake up and you think it's the next day. That's all it is. You yeah. felt, like felt like you went to sleep. You woke up the next day. And now five years later, the girl that you loved is gone. And, but you don't know. That's like, um, what? How? What, think of that position you're in. You still love her. It's like you went to sleep and woke up, and she's five years later married with a kid.
2: Yeah, and they did such a great job of tying in, because he's like an English Mm. teacher, they do a great job of tying in the lessons he was teaching at the beginning. Because they start off, he's quoting uh, the Raven, and then he's talking about um, Legend of Sleepy Hollow that he assigns to the class. And he references to Sarah when she comes to visit after he comes out of the coma, that he references Ichabod Crane and basically comparing himself to Ichabod Crane in that he just wants to be left alone. And just live alone in, in isolation. And the bigger tie in is certainly um, Pose the Raven, because Pose the Raven is about Lenore, you know, yeah. who's this lost love of the protagonist, protagonist here being Johnny, Lenore being Sarah, his lost love that he can never get back after five years. And the Raven tormenting the protagonist in the story, in this case, is the ability, would be the Raven. That is a constant reminder of what Johnny has now and what he lost over the last five years. It's a constant reminder of the accident and what happened. So wow, it's just—it's so poetic and so fucking masterfully done.
1: Did you read the book? Is that is it? I have read not read
2: it? the book. I have not read the book. But listening wow. to this stuff this time around, I'm just like—I'm taking it in more. I kind of looked some stuff up, but I have not read the book.
1: Damn. I mean, it's got to be mentioned in the book, but maybe not. Who knows? That's that's
0: great. Damn. I I just was going back while well, listening to you. Be I was going back, and I do have this rated as my second favorite Cronenberg film. I've long mentioned that Video is my favorite, and my number two was The Dead Zone, and then The Fly uh, thereafter. And so, what a year for him! My two favorite Insane. films from him. Man, that's amazing. The one same of the year too. One of Shit. the best Stephen King ad- adaptations. They do such uh, a great sure. job
2: they do such a great job of representing this ability that they have has as cool as it is. They do such a great job of showing it as a curse to this character as something that's not only a constant reminder of the accident that destroyed his life, but also the way it affects him and how he talks about every time he has one of these trances that it's like sucking the life out of him. Like he's dying inside and, uh, you know, basically he doesn't want it, but he does use it. And, uh, Man, each time he uses it, I, I love that. That how, how would you describe that music? It's almost like very like Twilight Zone. Like, meep, meep, meep.
0: Yeah. it's almost that, like it takes a that. it takes a, a note from Bernard Herman. I think like the cycle strings in a sense. Yeah. But but or,
2: or even even a little Pee Wee Herman.
0: Yeah, or Pee Wee, of course. <laughs> the first I vision of a dolphin. <laughs> would he uh about... <laughs> oh no, that's again. The noise you not made. fucking this again
1: <laughs> no i didn't mean it that way I didn't.
0: that first vision he gets with when he sees the girl burning up in the fire at first i thought thought it always went on a little too long but i think it was a great way to try to explain you know how stephen king like that's why i want to read the book now because you know how he would have wrote that scene or that scene but i guess Part of the book because it wasn't it wasn't a script at that point and he would have gone into a lot of detail and I think that was the best way to visually probably get into the headspace of what the girl was feeling how he was is being put into that environment and visualizing everything like he's actually on fire at one point. They, I love that show. he's laying in the yeah. bed.
2: He's on fire. I mean, he's already sweating to begin with. So when he grabs her, he's not feeling. He's clearly sick, and he did. So it just ties in like how he must be feeling. Like it must feel awful.
0: Any other movie, I think, would have introduced this, uh, this ex- thing that happened to him, and, and ultimately how he has to deal with it, and then how he thinks of it as a curse, like Brandon mentioned. I, I guess his dad is almost like the catalyst and sent like, look, maybe you should do something good with this. When he's visited by the police officers and whatnot that in any other movie would be the story. And then it would be like him trying to find the serial killer. That just ends up being one other element of said story. And that's what I love yeah, about ca- this. The
2: castle rock killer is like 12 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Yet you, you, when you think of this movie, you're like, Oh, he's going to help the police find this killer. Yeah. For the whole movie. That, that, no, you, it just builds.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love it because you're like, okay. That that stuff's really cool how that you 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 realize who it is and then how that all plays out uh at the house and the mom protecting it. Uh, it, that is a, a really creepy scene. She
2: know him. Yeah. She wasn't afraid. She know him.
0: You yeah, you know talk? what they
2: are reminding me of?
0: Hannibal, the show.
1: With Will yeah. Graham's character, how he would go to the scenes and all
0: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking Dodd. And then it gets into yeah. the whole political he helps that kid uh, and then that's how he sort of gets introduced to uh, Greg Stilton and then how that evolves. Uh, and then that's where the the, the the rest of the movie goes. But really, you got to realize it's segment like you meet this politician. And so you figure it's going to come into play a little bit more so later. But if they really introduce and abandoned it, and it's really him uh, coming back to becoming a teacher or a tutor or a mentor as well, and then breaking this kid out of his shell. And then it evolves into the last twenty minutes, which is really the political part.
2: Yeah, and that middle part is sort of like like a, like a chance at, a, at a, a second chance at life because he sort of builds this relationship with Christopher that is like really nice and friendly, and he, he seems happy. He's in a new town at this point; he's moved out of Castle Rock. And and things seem good, but ultimately his gift becomes his curse again in that it helps him save Chris, but it destroys the relationship and the father wants, wants him out of the life. And, man, when he calls, oh. when, he, when he says the ice is going to break and then he smashes, he's like, I'm not oh. crazy, you know. Just he's like, you never know. It's going to
0: break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's so
2: great. And then when he calls on the phone after the accident happens, and it's great because after I love the fact that he he touches Christopher again after, yeah. A, after he tells him about it and he says everything's fine okay. now, yeah. But that's because Chris had already made up his mind that he wasn't going to go, so the accident still happened. But Christopher had already made up his mind that he wasn't going to be there, so Christopher was going to be fine. So, and, and when ha- he picks up the phone, he's like,
0: Johnny, Johnny. Yeah, he and knows. He just hangs the phone because he just then, wanted
2: to make sure yeah. he was okay.
0: Oh my god. And the Heart defeated break. look of the dad, like just sitting there. Yeah, and just rings and, and yeah, just visually that to being told owned. that's what I'm talking about. Maybe that exemplifies more what I'm saying that the story elements don't always have to be verbalized. And a lot of times that's what I think a lot of movies do. And this is showing it through images, through images yeah. and it's just nothing spoken there. Phones ringing. Dad is just defeated in the chair, drinking in his robe, whatever it may be. Hands to the phone and the kid answers the phone and you get everything there it's 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 great it's a great sequence
3: yeah
2: yeah i mean it's a curse in the beginning even when he d- agrees to do the uh the press conference from from the hospital from from the the Wiesack, uh clinic or whatever uh he does it with that reporter and he like that's my like, you want to know about you want <laughs> to you want, you want to know about your sister, your sister, yeah. and all that. And he's, he's, like, grabbing him, and he's, like, uh, taunting right, him. you a and, yeah. and the mer- mother, and it affects the mother. The mother starts getting agitated, and then she has the heart attack. She dies. And it's just, it's one shit show after another.
0: No, and it's, I, Dave, you seem kind of quiet. Have we, are we just talking over you? Yeah, I, I feel bad.
1: Oh, no, you guys are really into it. You have a lot to say. That's okay. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I quite enjoy it. Uh, like in the beginning how he's in bed when he's doing the thing and he's in bed uh, where, the, where the girl is he's in her actual bed and yeah. the fires there and all that. That's done really well. I think it's uh... so the thing is he reacts just because there's danger. Like the woman the nurse is there and the only reason he grabs her is because it, it's different than the rest of the movie in the other movies he happens to shake hands or do something or someone approaches him. But in this situation, it's like he has some extra sense where just because his hand is there, he reaches up and grabs her like somebody's calling out. It's almost like inconsistent with the rest of the film. I'm not complaining, I'm just, you know, saying that it's odd that in that one instance he reaches out like he feels something happening. And the other time it's just like, you know what I mean? He comes across it. He's like, oh wait a minute, there's there's a problem here. Unless he's going for it. Like he sees a politician. Of course he wants to see what's up on this politician's eyes. So he's going to go up to him and do it. But I found that the the movie begins. That's what I think it's going to be. You know what I mean? That, that he has been given this gift to help people. You know what I mean? Like if you're seeing this for the first time, just based on that first one, it's like he is, you know, going out of his way to grab this nurse's arm and say, Hey, your kid's in a fire. You know what I mean? And yeah. Then they kind of abandoned it the rest of the film. The, the, well, he the, was he
2: was oh. still sick. Don't forget she came in, she was wiping him down. You could see he was having a fever and he was very sick still. He was still early recovering. So it was almost as like he's like got probably like a high temperature and he's like delusional and, and that's why he like grabs out. He's probably having like a nightmare fever dream. So, you know, then he gra- reaches out and grabs her and then he starts to have the trance. So that's how I took and then it becomes a lot more controlled. But it also becomes more controlled because he learns to to deal with it.
0: To, yeah, harness it, to harness it. To harness, it's named, it. harness it's not, it. Yeah. It's not Milo. It's Harlan. I don't know. I that was, like even after saying Milo, I'm like, I don't know if that's right. So all of our jokes about Milo earlier, Brandon, are fucking thrown in the garbage. Well, you said Milo
2: and I just I said know. Milo and six, Yeah, well, I because, because I thought his name Milo was Milo,
0: but it's Harlan. That just the guy the oh, reporter, you? his other character in Videodrome. Anyway, um oh,
3: okay. th-
0: that that did that. I do feel like that scene went on, but I think that's the reason why it went on. I think a they're trying to convey what Stephen King probably put on the written page, uh, and, and yeah. to show that he gets right into that atmosphere. Uh, but b I, wish I think it it been was... more
1: sorry, you know, I just wish it would have been more uh, like accidental. You know what I mean? Like something happened and he touched her for some other reason, and then got the vibe that he didn't reach out and lunge to get it. I just found that like. It looked like it was going in one direction, and the movie kind of changed. I'm not complaining. It's just something that I noticed, you know, this time around. That the first I, wonder, time
2: I wonder if there's something deeper to be analyzed with the fact that he's having headaches at the beginning. And yeah, that's another on, thing. The, on the roller coaster, that maybe he would have developed this ability had he not had the accident either way.
1: Yeah, why'd they do that? Right. What, and what may, maybe movie?
2: that's part of the mystery of it. I don't know if the novel explores that more, but maybe maybe he was destined to have this. Maybe, maybe the, he was destined to save the world. I mean, he—that's he, basically what he does.
0: Destined to have it, but maybe the the actual motion of the roller coaster was sort of un, starting to unlock this ability, maybe. And then the accident itself was was even more like the impact and the trauma no, it caused. No
2: use crying over spilt milk.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: How about that? It's another Stephen King. Uh, what do you call it? a truck situation, a truck accident? It yeah. always happens in Stephen King movies. It happens here, it happens in freaking uh, Cemetery. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. The Shining. There's overturned trucks when they drive. Harry. Streep Show 2. He plays a fucking truck driver. The Langoliers. Yeah. Really? There's an overturned truck in Langoliers?
2: The Green Mile.
0: He's just damning no. off every other I'll Stephen King. Say- <laughs> <laughs> this I prick.
2: But it's this
1: happens? It's, it's something he does, man now here's speaking of old old parents didn't you think that his parents I thought they were more like his grandparents when they came to visit him in the beginning and because he, he's in the hospital Because he's he's got to be like thirty years old maximum
2: he's right? playing thirty, but he's probably closer to forty in this
1: well I understand but in in the in the story you know what in I'm the
2: saying? Story he's, I would say his parents seem kind of old I would say he's, he's thirty five and his parents are probably playing. Hmm. Late sixties to seventy. But you know, you know how it is back then. It's it's different today. You could see somebody in their seventies, eighties. I have an aunt and uncle who are in their eighties, eighty, eighty five. They they're young eighties though. Whereas yeah. back in the day, somebody in their sixties looked old, you know, would wear a yeah.
1: schmuck Like Pamela. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was older than she was still.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, uh, he, uh, loves, uh, he loves having his characters like just tragic or just tragic ends uh yeah. like i mean he this guy there's you know he didn't choose this he decides not to stay with the love of his life uh because he says good things are worth waiting for or whatever and then yeah gets in the really accident work. and then it all goes Boom. down the toilet from there
2: i like i like that she saved
0: the world that's, that's kind of a sin <laughs> you she like bangs that she him, on her husband
2: she does <laughs> no but that's that, that's, I,
0: I don't know. I find that scene very oh, touchy. She, oh, she feels, I think, I agree, Brandon, because she feels like this, like, yes, I moved I moved on because I didn't think you're ever coming back from it. But she almost realizes that it was not, it's like, it wasn't a light switch for him. He couldn't, like, yeah, he, he even still in says love that. Her. He's like, like, for
2: you, it's five years. For me, it's the next day. Yeah, so upsetting.
0: It's so yeah. upsetting. And then I think she realizes, and she never did not, I think there was always that, there was no closure. So she still loved and, him And there a was
2: never a, a, a loss of love there. I mean, granted, by the way, the film ends. I mean, she's, she's always, yes, she loves her husband and she loves her son. But, I mean, Johnny is her her, her first love.
0: And they don't, yeah. they make, they don't make her, they don't villainize her for doing no. that. Or, or, or anything else. Like, it's no, actually she even handled, says, for 1983, I think they did a good job with that.
2: Yeah, she even says, when he says, will I see you again? And she says, not like today.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to fuck with your clothes the on. It, it, I mean, that's, everything, that's, everything, how, that's how my mind heart-breaking would work.
2: <laughs> scenes. Even when he helps the doctor, when he tells the doctor that his mother who saved him during the war yeah. from the Nazis is alive. And he's like, I couldn't talk to her. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be. Oh, my God. man, oh, Jesus, yeah. It wasn't meant to be. Oh, crazy. <laughs> everything in here is just like even even when, Chris, even when 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 Roger throws him out of the house after he tells him about the ice and, and Johnny just looks at Chris and he's like, you were right. Talking about how earlier reference when uh, when Chris says I'm not the one who live in lives in the shell it's my father who does so right. he's referencing that it's so uh. that's
3: good.
2: The is Christopher Walken is phenomenal in this. I mean he's a great actor, period, but he is phenomenal in this.
0: Yeah, and I I think this is before obviously before everything became a, a Christopher Walk is, Walkenism as well like the way he uh, delivers lines and whatnot uh, and just the transformation from how they portray him at the beginning to, the, you know, the, the black coat, like, like daughter. hood up to oh, black coat coat daughter.
3: Daughter.
0: <laughs> uh, portrayal of him later. Like, I mean, it's a good sort of uh juxtaposition, like just from a character standpoint, from what he's wearing, his style of hair and how he looks to when he's like the, yeah. the prophet sort of speak uh, on the second half of the film. The- yeah. He
2: gets, he gets cooler in the second half. <laughs>
0: For sure, I mean, for sure, but always, from when I was a kid, uh, and just getting into, before I even got into horror, the visual of the kid going through the ice, somehow I saw, and it always haunted me. So it was one of those horror visuals that I remember playing out, I don't remember seeing the whole film at the time, but I remember just being freaked out by it as a kid, and it stuck with me. Man.
1: Yeah, that's good. Seeing the kids drop.
0: Oh. Oh. Exactly. Totally. <laughs> Seeing totally.
1: the kids drop. <laughs> Man. How about Christopher Walken, though? He was talking about being Ichabod Crane in the beginning of this movie, and then years later, he in Sleepy Hollow, he was the Headless Horseman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> I wonder if that was Tim Burton having thought. an in joke like on, on Sleepy Hollow. That would have been hilarious.
2: I like the Snickers commercial where there's the horseless headsman. You ever see that where it's a giant head walking around, but he can't find his horse?
0: No. You no. ever seen that? The horseless no, I'll headsman? Look, I'll have to look it up.
2: You gotta look that up. Wow. No,
1: that's, that's fucked up. But, uh. Must <laughs> be a joke. Yeah. God's been it was a real sport to me. How about that? <laughs> He's great. And uh, what the hell was that? That Dodd situation was freaking crazy.
2: And Dude, his mother that...
1: knew, and she yeah. calls him you the know. devil.
2: Like, you knew, didn't you? Why
1: are you know you're calling him the devil when your son's out there killing people and you know about it?
2: Because he has some sort of ability. She's like
0: freaked out that he knows that she knows. You knew, didn't you? You You knew. Oh. Damn. i understand maybe there's a ritual because he ki- he killed everybody with those scissors or after strangling them he dude them. that's the but worst that, way to kill yourself oh my god who would have thought of that Ooh. just let your wrist with the damn thing no he positions mm. it and then he puts his mouth down on it i'm cringing you're not you don't see a thing mm-hmm. it's all oh. after effect here just the 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 preparation for that gardening scene is fucking <laughs> crazy
2: Actually, you—if you have the uh, special edition—you hear Jason break Dodd's back before uh, <laughs> before he sleep, <laughs> before he uh, swallows the scissors. Oh.
3: <laughs>
2: I love a movie with good scissoring, but this was a bit much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, the dude. twitch when he's in the tub after the death. Oh, twitch. dude! Oh, that's shit. the twitch of the, the, the death, death nerve, nerve, Dave. <laughs> death <laughs> nerve. You fucking got <laughs> me do it.
3: That's a real bay of blood right
1: there. Nice. Man, oh, man. You know what? It's like what you guys said about um, Cronenberg, this being a Cronenberg movie, not thought of one. A great one at that. It's just like John Carpenter with Christine and uh, Romero with Creepshow. Nobody ever talks about those as being – they don't associate the director with those movies. They disassociate them as something else. And it's all Stephen King. Wow, how about that? Yeah. Dead Zone? Christine and Creepshow. So maybe wow. Stephen King uh,
2: over Especially Creepshow, I would agree with.
1: Nobody ever says that. I
2: know. I, yeah. that, you know, I, Creepshow's so classic, but I, I never think of Romero when I think of Creepshow. You
1: know, it's crazy. But I think maybe because it's King. So King, yeah. his name is stronger in, in the community and in pop culture than all the directors.
2: King is King apparently
0: yeah uh, wow and maybe I, I i don't know if this was well received at the time but my god has it stood the test of time because I, again presentation acting, i i'm actually upset that there isn't uh, a good high definition blu-ray like a physical copy
2: i feel like this is a film that'll eventually get it says it was like of a course. 10 million budget that that made about 20 million so i mean that doesn't seem like it's
0: a, that a modest well. hit at the time, like not not yeah. fantastic, but yeah, decent. Yeah, like they, usually, if it doubled its budget, it would cover yeah. whatever they put into the marketing aspect at the time. I'm, I'm sure times yeah. have changed, but I just remember that sort of being the criteria of a hit. Like we're not... I'll tell you
1: what, he should not have shot when he was, As soon as he held up that baby, that dude's fate was sealed, and I knew it. Watching it, I'm like, well, and because I, I forgot. Uh, you know, exactly. But he should not have still taken the shot. He should have lowered his gun and fucking ran off. And then that, if I'm him, I, that would have been it. I would have been like, OK, well, mission accomplished. This guy's buried. He's never going to be president doing something like that. Well, he uh-huh.
2: didn't shoot again. He didn't shoot again after that. He took the shot before he grabbed the baby. I think he shot- still
1: tried to shoot, though, because he stood up and that's why he got shot. He okay. was
2: he was he was holding the gun still, but he never fired another shot because of the baby. And then the other guy shot him as henchman.
1: Well, he should have lowered the gun and took off as soon as he grabbed the baby, I'm saying. You know what I mean? That's all What, I, that's a, that what was an that.
0: asshole move. But that's exactly it. Like, I thought Martin Sheen, Sheen did chew the scenery a little bit. I thought he overacted a little bit in this. I know the character was a, a creep. I understand it, but I, I felt like he just... There's a little bit of overacting. Yeah. Not, I'm not complaining. Overall, good, uh, but... Uh, his performance was good, but I thought he. Over- you was- think he's more of a character? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think that's exactly a good way to describe it. I, but maybe at the time, I don't think so anymore.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, true. Now it's like an- <laughs> fucking.
0: Jesus. <laughs> it I felt guess you're too- right.
2: It felt extra scary. Shame on me. That's just everything blackmailing the reporter and just you know, and, and I mean Martin Sheen at this point. You know, the, that's why when when he gets shot and, and Sarah, you know, runs to him, because Sarah and Walt are campaigning for him, and, and she says why, he doesn't even explain to it, explain it to her, because he can't, because Martin Sheen at this point, I don't think has even reached the level of evil he has, he just sees the future, he sees this, he sees him in the White House, many years down the road, ha- having a dream about his destiny, and waging out nuclear war with a country where there was a diplomatic solution. As you see, when the vice president shows up after he's like, we have a peaceful solution. He's like, the missiles are flying boys. It's like, fuck. (laughs) Like he has to kill this guy or
0: has to try at least.
1: Yeah. But he was was the guy about Hitler.
0: Was he running just for Senator there or was he Senator running running for for Senator? Yeah. So this is going to be, this was obviously going to be like a few years later. Yeah, that's why there's yeah. no point in
2: even explaining. He doesn't even have to. He just, you know, it, you know, he leaves that, that farewell, you know, love note to Sarah. And even when she says why at the end, all he says is goodbye. And she just says, I love you. And it's just, oh.
0: oh even when he grabs the guy to find out, he's like, who are you? Oh. He grabs him and he's like, you're done. <laughs> you're fin- you're finished. finished or whatever. Yeah, that was I great. Love like, that. And that. and I love that. Just that shot of him. They're you see the, the time magazine or whatever like that with the gun. Yeah. He just, and then no,
2: no future for Stilson. And it even changes his henchman. Who's a prick. I mean, throughout, but in the vision in the future, the henchman is there supporting him. Congratulations, Mr. President, you're going to go down in history. And, but in this, you know, when he's like, get that kid with the photographer, it's like him holding up the baby even affected his, his dirty yeah. henchman. And he's like, I didn't see no camera.
0: Yeah. And like, fuck you. Like, yeah,
2: uh, like <laughs> this is over. Like he, he, he altered the course of history, and just that that farewell to her, just that goodbye, and then she says, "I love you," and it's just it's so quick and matter of fact, but it's so real. Ooh.
1: Yeah, it's cool though. She never doubts him. It's true love, and she knows at the end of the day what kind of person he really is. Yeah. And then, uh, even if the guy didn't pick up the baby, I think that she would. I don't think she would have thought that he just lost his mind and wanted to kill somebody for no reason. You know, no. she would have like said, you know, he's a rational person.
0: Well, no, but that's yeah. it. They, it would have raised the question. Like afterward, I wish there was like the other t- uh, 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 issue of Time Magazine of w- like what was the reason as the why there there would have been a probe, knowing that he had this ability that had been proven on numerous what? occasions. There would have been the would have been a reason why he shot them. And I wonder if the book goes into that. Uh, it, it doesn't have to, but I'm fascinated by that too because there would have been this whole like story and 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 conversation around why was he targeted by this prophet and and so obviously he knew something bad was going to come out of him he becomes president in the book because it was a bulletproof baby in the book (laughs) i'm talking about i'm talking about his character not not martin sheen i'm talking about his character and talking uh, about charlie sheen yeah this fucking this print bastard (laughs) The marker of our podcast, Emilio. Emilio, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe his dad recommended uh, his son for uh, for Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> All these tie-ins to the Sheen family and, and Was I, Charlie. I ever heard, know?
2: He recommended Charlie Sheen for uh, Lucas.
0: Dave's lost. <laughs> like I got
2: a sweet hookup for you on Lucas.
0: <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> i didn't think it was him i thought it was uh roscoe i don't or... know
2: i i can feel it in you guys so i'm just gonna say it did did, did you two get really tired all of a sudden like i did
0: oh, i'm just I'm being caught dave looks like he froze oh no he's no, there dave's not frozen dave just seems like he got tired
2: i feel like i got tired everyone
0: well we like have we're... been talking a lot longer than normal so yeah, that's true and i, think I, just, we're I done. don't know that's very tired all of a
1: sudden <laughs> no i'm not tired i'm cool no, so
0: no. <laughs> you did tease it at the beginning are you are you saying that this is a 10 out of 10 for you
2: i cannot find any fault with this film i love it it, it hits me in the fields every single time it's a 10 out of 10 for me yeah
0: i've written this it's so funny i rated this yeah, movie, written this movie? I, wrote, I said i've written this i rated this film i think the last time a <laughs> nine and a half and i'm like why did i write this a nine sometimes i always question why didn't i want to give it the perfect score and I will not do it. I didn't do it with Evil Ed in Fright Night. I won't do it for the one scene or two sequences that Martin Sheen, I think, goes a little bit over the top because, again, you guys pointed out, it doesn't seem so crazy now. So I'll agree. Printed another. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. Cornerberg, yes. two 10 out of 10s in one year.
1: Wow. <laughs> for me. Damn. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a great flick. I think it's a great flick. I think uh, some, you know, some... I can't even talk. I guess I am tired. <laughs> uh, on subsequent views, I, I might come up a little more. Right now, I'm still pretty high, though. It's a 9 out of 10 for me. So, Oh, hey. Yeah. Two Hall of Famers. I would not have thought that.
2: I, wow. I had a feeling. I didn't want to jinx it well, you last did, because night. But 10's on the, on...
1: Right.
2: No, but I, I, I didn't know where Christian was going to be. I knew he'd be high on both. I just didn't know where he'd be. But I said to myself, I said, we could potentially have two Hall of Famers here.
0: Yeah, wow. I mean it, it's it's shocking, and this one doesn't get that much. I mean, to be honest, I don't even know if Videodrome get that gets that much discussion. To be truthful, uh, but the Dead Zone definitely gets the shaft out of most of his movies. I think the, I think the Fly and Dead Ringers get most of the conversation, and maybe the 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 Die Hard horror fans will talk a little bit more about Scanners and the Brood and and Rabbit and, and they came from within the earlier films. But I think. The reality is, like these two, like has there ever been a director? Like, I mean, I know you guys weren't. I don't think you gave Video Drum a ten out of ten either of you two. But have you ever? like I can't, I can't remember any other what I director gave it. I think I gave it a nine, one
2: year. Nine and a half. Like that's crazy. No, no, and such quality movies. I mean, that's insane.
0: And two different movies altogether.
2: Yeah. It's great. Yeah, v- anyway. very different. This is this is very odd that he chose this this film to do. It feels nothing like. Like a Cronenberg film, but it's still masterfully done, and that's, I guess, is a stamp of Cronenberg because he he's done great movies. Even though I make fun of The Fly and say it's really just the story of a lazy man who wants to get from one side of the room to the other without walking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's why in The Simpsons it's so great when he just reaches in to grab a beer out of the fridge. <laughs> he puts one of them in front of the fridge and one of them. <laughs> that's comedy genius. Yeah, Taking man. your idea there that you had and just said, yeah, it, it was used for lazy, lazy, so <laughs> lazy. Anyway, wow,
1: i trying to figure. <laughs> you got me stuck on that freaking director thing of two, two movies that good the same year, and I, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't even think of two movies coming out the same year from the same director. Period. I'm just the only other thing at. I
0: can think of is is Spielberg with Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. I'm not saying, like no. I just saying whether it doesn't matter where you fall in no. that. I'm just trying to think there's not a lot of directors that have two movies that come out the same year. There have been some, and there's some, I think David, did David Fincher have, I'll have to look into it. There's another director I that. I, and look yeah. at that Steven Spielberg, two films based on true stories. Yep. <laughs> but oh, talk shit. about, like, again, if you want to talk about Schindler's List and Jurassic Park, you're talking about a popcorn flick. And then like, uh. And then uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, the Schindler's and then Jurassic Schindler. Park. Yeah. It, no. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: fucked up the joke. I <laughs> yeah, anyway.
0: guess you are tired. A conversation. That would be a cliffhanger. <laughs> Old school it's cliffhanger.
2: Of this quality, I, I can't think of anyone, but I, it's not something I would necessarily know. <laughs> but looking up the big name directors,
0: you don't usually see them turn out two movies in a year. I think no, Zemeckis did no. it too, but again, I don't, I'm don't. i not talking about from the same quality level, but it, it, it's difficult. Like I think Castaway and What Lies Beneath might have come out the same year, but don't quote me on it. I'm just going by memory. Yeah,
3: Was anyway, I'm
0: I'm Wilson What Lied Beneath? Cliffhanger.
2: Cliffhanger mm. came out the same year?
0: Cliffhanger with Stallone, <laughs> yeah. Came out the same year. Rennie Harlan directed that and I don't know what else. Was that Rennie Harlan? I don't I gotta go. I gotta. I, <laughs> I gotta, I, I gotta piss like four quarts of. Like I'm dying over here. My back teeth are floating. It's it used to say in the '80s. <laughs> <Right back. laughs>
2: I love awesome. that saying.
0: I never used it, but I always
2: love that saying.
1: That's a good one. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> guess we be out then. Uh, next show is the Purge franchise. Finally, finally, these guys get to blow the Purge. It'll be interesting. And uh, yeah, four movies. So that's that. For so better start watching everybody and we'll talk about them next show and uh yeah see you later we love you
0: long time